human. It's like Benjamin Button, but with body horror in a different way. I don't know why the different way was added on. Well, because one is like a bird and another is just age. Hello, Internet, and welcome to the A to Z Horrorcast. This is the Creative Top Podcast, brought to you by us over at AtoZHorror.com. I'm Jack, and sitting across from me is Jake. We have spared no expense, Jack. <laughs> sitting next to Jake is someone else who's only got this blood-sucking lawyer on his side. It's Mark. <laughs> That's what he went with. That's probably true. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, why is that, that probably true? I just, assume, Jake's you not on your I just side. assume you and I are going to be at odds. I don't know. Jack and I are the one who are usually at odds. And he just tacitly yeah. admitted that he's on my side this time. So. Well, so then, therefore, but I explicitly Jack. admitted it. I don't think I was tacit at all. Okay. Yeah, fair. Cool. Cool, 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 cool. <laughs> so cool. now <laughs> I have to find a way to definitely not be on your side. Okay. You Dude, hated this movie? This guy fucking... This, this is movie, one of the worst movies ever made. This movie sucks. <laughs> my God. For those bad. of you unfamiliar with our crack check operation, we watch and review one horror movie a week, and then we get drunk and argue about it. And this week, we watch 1993's Jurassic Park, which was a Mark pick, so it'll be up to Mark to do the the full analysis of whether and why this is a horror movie, and we'll dive all the way into that real soon. And when we do, fair warning, we're going to spoil the hell out of a 30-year-old movie, so... You know, if you if you haven't seen Jurassic Park, that's going to get spoiled. Uh, and, hey, we do have a Patreon going, but we're not where your money should be going. So all of our Patreon proceeds are going to continue to go to Planned Parenthood to support the bodily autonomy of women and other persons who can become pregnant. So you can head over to Patreon.com slash A-T-O-Z Horror. Support the show at your level of choice and know your money is going somewhere better than our dumb asses. And if you need a little escapism, hopefully you can have some fun with us in the horror world for at least the next little bit. And, boys, you know what that means. It's time to do the getting drunk part. So that's score. Let's do beers for fears. Hey, Mark. Hello. Were you impressed by how smooth that intro is, given how long it's been has since it we been? last recorded? Yeah, okay. It's I was been thinking a for a while. <laughs> has it just been a really long time, or is it the longest intro ever? Uh, no, that was a significantly shorter than usual it intro. It can be like. both. And only took one try. And it wasn't, apparently. He can go think- longer. Uh, I can go longer. <laughs> I think oftentimes it seems shorter, because it, it's like six attempts that I just... All that, but it all gets so cut by out the time it in, yeah, and by the post, time it comes yeah. together, we're like, fuck, that was smoother, thank God. Well, it's exactly. like once you've meditated a bunch of days in a row, like you kind of slip into your meditation a little bit more. Yeah. So if you've yeah. heard him do his intro once a week for a while, sure. you know, you kind of just like meditate through it. Yeah. If it's <laughs> the a first, lot going on, I if more it's the first easily time, don't listen to. Yeah, him. if it's the first time right. that wall of sound is hitting you in a month, yeah, then yeah, 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 you're gonna yeah. like hear it. I'm really gonna recoil. Yeah. Yeah. Fair. <laughs> Well, Mark, besides being impressed from uh, with my intro, do you want to tell us what your beers for these fears are that you picked? Uh, yeah. <laughs> I got a pretty easy one this Duh. week. Tricera Hops by nice. Ninkasi. I was yeah. actually going to say, like, you used to live in a place that had way more, I think, more dino-themed beers. We had at least one more. So there's the Icky IPA, short for Ichthyosaur. That was the one. That, that was the main one that I remember. That was pretty good. There might have been a T-Rex a one, insult. too. There was. The Level Crossing made one. It's like a jazzy, oh, jazzy yeah, T-Rex yeah, thing. Oh, yeah. Yeah, what the hell? I, I don't think... Th- I think they just had a dinosaur. Ninkasi also does... Ninkasi also does Megalodon, right? Yeah, yeah they, have a a couple, dino- they have a couple. Dinosaur shark. Yeah, there's there's some there's some dinosaur-themed beers out there. You can find them. Yeah, I was just... Yeah. I thought it was easier in Utah. Well, I'll tell you what. I had a hard time, but I wanted, obviously, the key... Uh, uh, the Oahu connections to this movie are are many. Most of this was shot on Oahu, where I now live. Uh, so I wanted to get a local Humble beer. Brag. 
And Kauai. And I got a Honolulu Beer Works beer called Kewalo's Cream Ale. Kewalo is, I think, the the traditional Hawaiian meaning of that word is the whaling place. It was a place where, like, human sacrifices were performed. I'm given to understand it's, like, the south part of the island, not the windward side, which is where they shot uh, Jurassic Park. Uh, but, nevertheless, You're really talking uh, there's about a lot of, beer selection. a lot of screaming in this movie from the place where this movie was shot. The oh. whaling place. Wailing like screaming. I thought like wailing yes, like wailing Moby Dick. Like, oh no, uh, whale, whale oil. And, yeah, sure that that. <laughs> that didn't even sound no. like a shanty. I'm not sure what you're. W A I. No, the whaling vessel song. Oh yeah, so. totally. Is this what is it? What is this? What is the whaling vessel song? Uh, fuck. Should I know that? what this is? Do you know what this is, Jack? Uh, I have no it's idea. It's like okay, a it's a modern like folky Classic. like. I don't know. Stop. I know. I know. Like six seconds of that TikTok sea shanty song. There once was a ship that sailed the sea. sea. I know that the recent sea shanty revitalization was too much. I'm not. I'm not there. Jack, Jack. my beer's from Boise. Um, (laughs) I went with Lost Grove's first sight IPA. This is the first sight of living dinosaurs for any living human. It happens in this movie. You can see what reactions would be like. You'd be flabbergasted to see the dinosaurs to be the first to sight them. Wow. I went with First Sight. Okay. First Sight, uh, fair enough. Update. It's by Bombadil. Bombadil does a song called Wailing Vessel. It's Like good. Tom Bombadil? Yeah. I've never... I don't know who Bombadil is. For that I found either. a band that Jake and Jack haven't heard Yeah, that's impressive. Of. And they sound like a hipster band, too. That's a hipster <laughs> band. What? <laughs> I don't know about that. I'm there you go. Certifiable. Lord of these the Rings two not named, hipsters. Lord of the Rings named hipster band that Jake doesn't Would know. You? We're onto some no. deep shit. You here. don't know if it's a hipster band. <laughs> I'll give you. There's definitely the Lord of the Rings connection. <laughs> no, it's just haphazardly. Bombadil. Yeah, it's just somehow Bombadil. <laughs> Either way, boys, we better get into this next segment real quick because, like we mentioned, it's been a while since we last recorded. We built some up in the can, and then I was a little late releasing one, so that built us up even more. Let's talk about what else has been rocking our horror worlds. Starting, of course, with paying up on Lost Beers for Fears. So let's cue that sound effect. God, there's a lot of uh, fans also like artists that I know. They only have thirty-seven thousand listeners. I think that qualifies as hipster. Mmm, beer. Just when I think you couldn't possibly be any dumber, you go and do something like this. What an idiot! You suck, you jackass! I've got two to pay up on here, so I will talk about both of them. Uh, Mark, you're laughing at something that's definitely getting cut out. Oh, no, it's not. No, it's not. <laughs> no, see, now you have to leave it in because this is none of this is going to make any sense. No, he's cutting it. He's cutting it. Our cadence is going to be all off. The first one is antiviral. Uh, I lost for ginger snaps, which uh, I don't understand the connection even a little bit. Uh, I think the connections have been pretty tenuous of late. The connections have been pretty great. (laughs) Do you want to switch back? Well, this isn't of late. This was from like six months ago, probably. Yeah, this one is a long time ago. (laughs) (laughs) This is for Ginger Snaps? Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know. So I have no idea why I watched it, but I had to rent it on Amazon. This is... This is Brandon Cronenberg, uh, David Cronenberg's son. I don't know if this is his first feature, but it's one of his early features. It's from like 2010 or something. Yeah. Um, And it's, it's messy. It shows it. It's got... A lot of his hallmarks of the really brutal, you know, gross uh, kind of stuff going on with it. Effects and blood and saliva. And this is like a sci-fi movie for people who don't know crazy sci-fi virus stuff. People want to get. There's a company 
that takes viruses from celebrities to infect people because people want to get infected by the viruses that infect celebrities. Oh. It's a it's a takedown of celebrity culture. Sure. Yeah. It's kind of novel. It's pretty I subtle. Too. I don't dislike that. That plot, premise is actually. good. Yeah. yeah, it's interesting, especially um, with Cronenberg doing that shit. <laughs> yeah, I could see that working. Um, it's got no real heart though. Like it's it does uh, it feels very mechanical in just the gr- which for like a Brandon Cronenberg movie where it's a lot of the gross out stuff and like but none of the real heart of uh you know what i want to see out of those movies so it doesn't really feel very good or cohesive but it's got some cool stuff and the effects are fine and it was a decent watch but i, don't I would need I'd... the effects to be reviewed as better than fine for this to be they certainly aren't that watch. they are yeah, not better know, than fine the connection fine. yeah was that it is canadian ah there you go canadian woof <laughs> okay I there like you go it. uh and then don't i also woof, don't woof don't woof <laughs> <laughs> also lost for his house, uh, for which I watched uh-huh. Let Me In. Um, I assume because that's about a supernatural being wanting to be let in yes, to a place. That, that one's a little yeah. bit easier. Yeah, that one checks out. Uh, yeah. This is the remake of Let the Right One In, the yeah. Finnish vampire, Swedish vampire movie? Swedish. Norwegian vampire movie. Nordic? Nordic? It's definitely Nordic. <laughs> I think it's Swedish. Um, and... It's got Cody Smith McPhee and Chloe Grace Who? Moretz playing the Cody Smith McPhee. He's I don't know. Uh, in all sorts of stuff. Most recently, he was in The Power of the Dog, the Jane Campion. Movie. Oh, I still haven't seen that. I need to watch that. Um, it's it's very good. Yeah. Um. Uh. But he also he always just played. He was the kid in um, The Road. Oh, okay. Yeah. And he was Nightcrawler in the new Bad nope. X Men movies. Lost me. Lost me. Lost um, me either lost way, me. it just he always plays a weird little creep. Colder. It seems like, and this is no exception. He plays a weird little creep in this too. <laughs> uh, <laughs> okay. As the the kid, and then uh, Chloe Grace Moretz. This was a lot better than I was expecting it to be. Have you uh, either of you guys seen this before? I never I bothered not. because it's kind of like a situation with. Um, Why would you? Wreck right? and then quarantine. Yeah, like, although I I mean, well, it's kind of a comparable out. situation, though, in that this is a very, okay. very good movie. Okay, now you're Maybe selling me on it. Oh, yeah, Mark's gonna like it more. I already know that. Yeah, it's distinctly possible. This is really well done. It maintained sure. a lot of what's great about the original. It lacks where where I'm saying it. It is a more like cohesive, plot driven, tight movie viewing experience, and it's less in the ethereal, um, you know, feeling of, and like cinematography jazz of the original, though it does have beautiful cinematography, but it, I was surprised at how good this is. Uh, I rented this on YouTube, I think, YouTube movies. Um, this, the, if, and especially, like, if you didn't <laughs> Wait, did know you? this was, what? Wait, did yeah. you? Because specifically the theme of this poll was, let's make him watch another well-regarded movie that's on Netflix. It's on Netflix. Fuck me. <laughs> That's hilarious. <laughs> God damn it! I guess at three ninety nine. Reddit this on YouTube. I mean, the poll was in April, so it's possible that it's not. Oh on my God! Anymore. You're paying up on. It. Actually, April's not that long ago. Thank God. It feels like I- pumpkin <laughs> beer is out, so it must be Halloween. <laughs> <laughs> um, Let me in and- is currently on Netflix still. Damn it! Well, it's very good, and I enjoyed watching it. And I was I was genuinely surprised at what a what a. It's not. It's not. It it keeps all the good stuff, but also has its own voice, and that's a cool combination, and you don't see it very often for an American remake of a foreign movie. Yeah, I'm going to have to add this to my list. I, I like I what would. the right one in. I'll think about adding it to my list. How about that? Yeah, and it's on Netflix. It's so that's all I've got. That's Do either you, you two have any Lost Beers for Beers? Oh, hell yeah. Yeah. Both of us. Wow. This that. is what happens when we don't record for a month. We get stuff let's done. Do that. Let's do that more often. <laughs> uh, what do we got? I watched Maniac Cop. Hell yeah. Which uh, was a loss for last shift. Yeah. Not Cop. last watch. You did it right. I did it you right. You did it right the first time. Did I'm you rehearse? Did you rehearse? 
Be honest. No, but I do have it written down. No, nah, that's kind of like rehearsing. <laughs> Visual rehearsal. <laughs> um, yeah, I, the c- connective tissue is pretty obvious. It's a cop. Uh, this movie was way less of a slasher than I was anticipating. First off, I knew huh. nothing about this movie. Absolutely nothing. Stone you knew nothing. It Never heard of it. What? You didn't know it existed? Nah. Weird. Okay. Is this a... Did you guys know about this one? You clearly yeah. did because it was on your poll. Well, I heard of it. Okay. Uh, so it's Bruce Campbell. He's the most recognizable name in it. Um, he is not the maniac cop, no. but he is being framed as being the maniac cop. Oh, no. Yeah. It's a real quandary he's in. Um, and it really turns into more of like a gumshoes whodunit who actually is the maniac cop type of thing. Now, I'll, I'll spoil it a little bit and say that there is an actual monstrosity okay. roaming the streets of New York, killing people. Yeah. Um, but the origin story remains a mystery until the very end. Um, and with a name like this in a year, uh, coming out in the year 1988, I was expecting this to be like way more in the way of like, like a, over the top. my bloody Valentine sure. or, yeah. you know, one of those like horrible, not horrible, but like just schlocky kind of dumb slashers of the time. Yeah. Uh, and what I got was, not that uh, in a charming way. I enjoyed it. Uh, this is, I guess, I guess more people know about this movie than I was aware of. But uh, I, I think this I was pleasantly kind of, I surprised. I think this is a little bit of a cult film. Okay, I, I don't know that it would go as far as to say. I'm definitely not sure it's a cult film, but I think it is. I mean, I, I, I am inclined to say that basically anything that Bruce Campbell does eventually <laughs> becomes a why? cult film. Okay, so I'm not going to argue with you. I don't know anything about it, but that seems like a good way to do it. <laughs> Campbell said the film was not a good movie when viewed in hindsight, but initially it struck him as, quote, perfectly legit. You know what's funny about it? And this <laughs> is, I don't know, this this take is probably going to age like milk because I'm not, whatever. But uh, I will say I thought it was relatively, I thought it aged relatively well vis-a-vis police violence in modern society. Like, there's a lot of shit about how brutal police are and how that's bad, uh, which is not something that I felt like was particularly pervasive at the time. So it's hmm. not... Police being brutal? Yeah, and being like mm. particularly violent toward people. And then mm. also, I mean, the other side of that conversation is also there where people start freaking out about this maniac cop that's killing people and shooting back, which also is a problem. It's not like perfectly nuanced and adapted to the current year but yeah i mean for something that came out 25 years ago almost yeah although it is depressing how little awareness of like widespread police by or little action was taken even after like rodney king and stuff in the early 90s yeah yeah i mean in like years ago yeah there's whatever this is not the podcast for that there's a long history of it i think that it makes sense given the time yeah exactly anyways maniac cop you can watch it on shutter i haven't said that yet uh but it is Still I like actually that. did not know it was on Shutter. I think you can watch Maniac Cop 2 on Shutter nice. as well. Nice. Cool. So, I think ooh, it got like two or three solid. sequels actually. Yeah, there's several. a couple. So that means it's culty. It least. must were be. They like, I think they were like late sequels. I might be wildly off base. I did not look into the sequels. I know huh. they exist, but I didn't. Okay. I'd be I, curious I to know if Bruce Campbell was in the sequels. Again, I did not look into the sequels. Well. Didn't rehearse. <laughs> didn't rehearse. Okay. Is that the one you have? Is that all you got? That's the oh, that's all. Yeah, I have. I have I have one too. I watched Thirteen Sins. Um, I lost for Beyond the Gates. So the poll there was other horror films that are based on the concept. It centers around a game of some sort. It was kind of hard to make a poll for like board gamey things, but get a game. Uh, and this one is kind of, you know, your classic. A devil talks to you over your 
flip phone and get you to try to get rid of your debt by playing a game of committing what seems to be a relatively benign thing and you'll put money into your bank account that little old chestnut right um and then progressively as you commit sins it just gets worse and worse this is directed by daniel stam who did the exorcism of emily rose i think really the more recent one that we all kind of liked uh this is from 2014 so it's coming up on a decade here soon i didn't really know anything about this movie but when i was looking for the poll it kind of fit the bill, so I put it on there, and lo and behold, it won. Huh. Um, no, he did The Last Exorcist. Oh, that one's not as good. Correct. Yeah. Uh, this movie was better than that. It wasn't great. It did have Ron Perlman and Pruitt Taylor Vince in it, which I thought was kind of an interesting duo. Neither are the main character. For but intimidating they're both presences in yeah. different ways. I mean, in different ways. Uh, yeah. yeah. But they're both in it. Um, and like I said, I mean, this guy, it's a, it's a man who is in debt and they really lay it on thick. Like not only is he in debt, but he's trying to get married and be able to fund that. And his like estranged dad is moving in with him. And he's also the caretaker of a handicapped sibling. And it's just like, it's, there's a lot of things, there's a lot happening. Right. So all of that means that when this voice on the other side of the phone is like, if you eat this fly, then I'll put $1,000 in your bank account. I right? need to fly for $1,000. Right. And so does he. Makes sense. And then with the next thing, it's, <laughs> it's worse. And then it's, wor- and, then it's, and then it's like we're decapitating people who are riding motorcycles and shit like that, right? So it all kind of snowballs. Are there 13 of those sins There in are. Total? There are 13. Or there's like 12 and then you're left hanging well, on what the 13th is, but then there's like I'm a head going in a box to, without or something. spoiling things, I'm going to say that there are 13 things that happen in this movie. There are 13 things. One of which is eating a fly. One of which is eating a fly. Okay, so yeah. there's like 12 and a half things that happen. I mean, if you're going to slice it that way, then there's probably like six things. <laughs> um, <laughs> the first six are like, well, I'll give you a dollar if no, you it, sign it, your it, name it, to it this es- contract. It escalates appropriate. I mean, it's like a 90-minute movie. It doesn't belabor the point too much. Um, it's okay. I wouldn't say it's remarkable enough to go out of your way and watch. It's just kind of a film. I did rent this one on Amazon. I'll tell you that much. Hopefully, it's not on Netflix. Didn't look. <laughs> we can't give Netflix like ten dollars this week on movies we just didn't check. Uh, whatever. It's a film. I thought it was fine. Fair enough. If that's it, I think we should cue. Yeah, yeah, that's it, man. I need to watch Bandersnatch still, but it feels like a whole ordeal, so I've been putting it off. It's, it takes a while. This one is. I I'm mean, only going thing. through it once. I'm choosing one adventure. Oh well, then it takes twenty minutes. Oh fuck. <laughs> I'll I'll chime in next week. <laughs> <laughs> okay. No, I'll probably do more than one. I don't know. I'm gonna do exactly. Yeah, you gotta how go through a couple. I'm times. gonna do exactly how many I feel. Yeah. Yeah. And then one more. No. I'll give you a thousand. Scatman now. One more. Now. Every, everything in moderation, Mark. <laughs> Scatman's world. All right, over in regular rocking horror worlds, I've got four to talk uh, four. Yeah, four to talk about. So maybe I should go last. Or uh, no, do you is to there a crossover on any of them? Uh, I, well, I would assume some of you have watched some of Stranger Things. Yeah, I finished it. I finished it. Whoop, what? Whoop. Yeah, Mark, I got through did. it. I got through it, guys. Hell yeah. I did all did of you, season four. How did you watch four seasons of Stranger Things? In the amount of time it took you to watch, yeah, <laughs> like I'm like last season of Stranger Things. I don't have a child, like. How have you done all of this? Do you sleep? Um, like I do sleep. What? Sleep How do you do, you do this? Do? Uh, we, I mean, we typically watch one to one and a half episodes before, like, so the baby goes to goes to sleep at like seven, and we go to sleep at ten, so that gives us a three hour window to like get chores done, and then whatever time is left, we watch Stranger Things, mm. and you can bang out like two episodes of the early seasons a sure. night. 
the early season, forty minutes. The early seasons aren't the issue. Uh, and then season four took us. I don't know, probably two and a half weeks to get through. It's been a while since we recorded. You'll remember yeah. we were recording a month ago, and I was on the battle for Starcourt, the last episode of season three. Okay. So, it took us yeah. a month. I guess. I guess I was also like in that period of time. I was gone for like a legitimate full calendar week, and exactly. I didn't even that part. That time does not exist in my brain anymore. So, right. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Either way, fine. we've all now we finished, finished it. all of Stranger Things. Yeah. Uh, overall, very happy with the fourth season. It's but the second best season. I agree with I'm that, but also rank, but whatever it's did good. did did make me cry a few times. That that finale. We'll try not to spoil anything here. Is is a is that a but? Like that's a detraction? No, no. Okay. But it also had some elements that I found extremely irritating, yes. and like they further <laughs> indications that they're not a hundred percent clear what the strengths of Stranger Things are. The writers and showrunners, I mean, <laughs> sometimes. Ye- well. Yeah, but, we should probably look, just do like a let's decide. On this, we should do a podcast because we, we just need to talk and about some things. I'm gonna say one thing that p- pissed me off in particular. We could decide if we need to bleep it. You guys could let me know. But there's I mean, a speech by someone about who is the heart of the group that is yes. so wildly off base and inaccurate to any feeling I've ever experienced towards the show. Char- it's, well, yeah. I'll, I'll say this: it's the second worst character delivering it to the single worst character. <laughs> <laughs> It's quite something. So maybe in their own little twisted world. This is going to be a long bleep. Yeah. So that's uh, a bleep that if I need to. The character who it's delivered to, like, during the last part that came out, the last two episodes, I'm pretty sure three quarters of this character's dialogue are literally saying the same thing two different times. Like a long monologue of the same thing twice. They basically removed that character from the show in a weird way. Yes, and uh, then all, which is an another, indication to me that they probably do know what they're doing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, maybe. maybe, 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 maybe. Uh, then another problem I had with this uh, season four is while I was happy with how they started to tie stuff together towards the end of part one, the three different storylines, right? The Hawkins storyline, the California storyline, and the Russia storyline. Yeah, the Russia one didn't didn't really fit in at all. I know they they said words to technically make it fit in but didn't belong with the rest of the season well and while even i if would the, watch regardless regardless of what words they said even in world it didn't fit in the, the words themselves didn't yeah. didn't, 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 fit work, in. didn't fit yeah <laughs> and and while i would watch the show the three of those yahoos in russia just doing weird stuff that's fun it just didn't belong in the show and it yeah. was messy it's captivating and entertaining but not part of the total narrative arc but i think that's Fine. Yeah, I'd watch the David Harbour and Winona Ryder go anywhere and do anything show, effectively. But that's not Stranger Things. And they didn't do a good job tying it back together. Yeah, that's fair. Also, Mark, um, now that you've watched everything, and Jake, I guess, what I was reading about the fan theory that people claim is that the sound of Vecna's clock before he kills people, that sound effect is prevalent when all the monsters attack in everything starting from season one. Oh, really? Yeah. Hmm. I would need... I have not confirmed check. it myself, but that's uh, that's the 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 rumble on the playground. Okay, well, interesting. Let's, I don't have a ton to say because we don't want to spoil it. We we'll, we're just going to go ahead and commit to having a good uh, worth yeah. Pat Stranger, Stranger, Stranger Things spoiler cast is but the next not, not without its problems. Uh, yeah, my definitive ranking is going to continue having season three at the top, then season four, then season one, then season two. Season two, season one is kind of sucks. I need to watch season two again. I like season two. I've and all they're all good. It's I've all good all television. Seasons. But season two is the weakest season. Hmm. Uh, the bully, the bully arc this season was shitty. 
the multiple bully arcs this season were yeah, shit. Yeah, luckily yeah. one of them was gone fast. The other one was more annoying, and then I don't think they... That one actually... The comically evil basketball player? Yeah, like the the Reagan-esque Republican Yahoo. Um, that that didn't resolve itself in a satisfactory way. Not me. at all. No. Yeah. <laughs> like, if you're going to have that character, I want more than what happened. We're getting dangerously close to spoilers. Yeah, but yeah, I, we got we got we got to bounce. I'm off just this. saying so that, let me... that was so vague. Get the fuck out of here. That was no, so but vague. what but what I'm saying is you're eliciting in me a whole oh well, a whole yeah. response. Yeah, I have no yeah. way of rebutting. Uh, not even rebutting. <laughs> I don't rebut. I, I have no way of going along with you on this without just saying what happened. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. We're we're moving on. Okay, Jack. What's uh, next? So, I'll talk about next is uh, the movie The Long Night. This is a Shutter original or Shutter exclusive release. The conceit of this movie is there's a a young woman mid twenties or whatever who is a city girl. She never knew her parents. She's been trying to find them her whole life. She gets a call from an investigator uh, who says, "I have information about your parents." She has to go down to the deep south with her boyfriend, and horror ensues in the deep south. Um, <laughs> this is a very competently made movie. Part of the course. Uh, I did not enjoy it. Um, it's, <laughs> yeah. it's extremely tropey. It's like they, they, the, how well executed all of the tropes and like expected stuff that happens. It's a weird dichotomy of they executed it all so well, which indicates an understanding of it such that you shouldn't have written a movie. That's nothing but these tropes with no twist on it or payoffs to them or anything like that, uh, which is kind of a weird dichotomy, but there it's a really solidly executed movie, but it is repetitive and tropey and pretty boring because of that. What so, was it called? Can't say I'd recommend it. The long uh, it night. It is called the long night. It's a bad, very this. bad name. Does not, does not drive. I just, I saw, I don't remember it either. I saw it on the uh, scroll wheel of shutter featured things. Um, continuing on the Shutter thing, I also watched Revealer, uh, which is um, like kind of that 80s neon drenched. Um, uh, it's about a, a stripper. Um, it's actually yeah, kind I of a buddy. I do remember this one from HR. Yeah. Yeah. It, this one's kind of a buddy cop movie, actually. It's a stripper and like a religious kind of nut, right, like someone right, who's right. protesting the strip yeah. club yeah. for religious reasons, gets stuck in a peep show booth. Like as the During biblical the apocalypse, apocalypse Isn't happens, this like to a them. dystopian yeah. future Chicago somehow. I don't. It. It's not a hundred percent clear what time it's set in. Okay. I got like an eighties, but very Blade Runner neon-y noir okay. kind of okay. like styling. Okay. Um. So I wouldn't be surprised if it is set in the future and I missed it. Is uh, it American? Is it they're they're in the U.S. though? Yeah, they're. I think they're in Chicago specifically. Okay. If I recall correctly, but um, it was really fun. Uh, it's like the buddy cop aspects of this are the strongest aspects of the two, you know, this odd couple who have unbelievable chemistry together and are very fun to watch on screen from the uh, trailer. That's the movie's strongest part by far that yeah. from the trailer. I was, that was my one concern. The way that it was being set up, I was like, this is going to live and die by how well they can play off each other. So <laughs> then it good? lives and I can recommend it. It does cool. lose a little bit of momentum and when it has to like resolve itself as a movie, but a lot of things do, <laughs> but it's overall very fun. Uh, it struggled I when it had it. to do the movie thing. And I would recommend that the is movie hard. O- it's overall. Hard. I yeah. get it. It's hard. Um, enjoyed it very much. Beginnings, uh, middle, and ends. I want to talk about Fresh, which I watched on Hulu. The fuck is that? You haven't heard of this one? Nah, probably. I've probably heard of it, Jack. Seriously, I've probably heard of it. One of the bigger name horror movies, like bigger budget, bigger name horror movies to come out this year. This is starring that Sebastian Stan and Daisy Edward Jones. 
Um, Daisy Edward Jones is a young woman just looking for love, you know, on Tinder, on all the apps. In all the she wrong meets, places. She meets, she's looking in the right places, but the wrong places find her. Uh, she meets Sebastian oh, Stan, that's who a better seems of very charming uh, and lovely and unlike anyone she's ever met on these apps before. And then horror ensues. I don't want to spoil anything else about this movie, though It ha- it's pretty it's almost immediately clear what's going on. And boys, this movie was wonderful. I recommend you both put this on your list. It is huh. so much fun. It's just fantastic. I, like surprises me. I was not HR. thrilled about this when I we talked like about it on HR. We fucking did? Oh, yeah. We talked about it for I don't remember this at all. I'm looking at it and I remember it. That's weird. I have CTD, dude. <laughs> it is so it, it is this so is much fun. Sebastian Stan is so charming and Daisy Edward Jones is oh, like, no, there awesome we go. And having a fucking badass. No, nope, uh, there we go. It's it's just was, it's, yeah. Was this the one with the dude who was in like a wrestling attire? Am I remembering that? The part turtleneck of the is what's really. I don't believe so at all. Me okay. back. I'm, I'm crossing no wise a little bit. But turtleneck. I do remember this movie, and it is getting also. It's, it's, it's a crossed a little bit with Flux Eterna or whatever the hell the name of that movie was. Okay, no, this one is is uh, super fun, pretty wild, very charming. Watch this movie; it's very good, and it's free on yeah. Hulu if you have Hulu. So get this on your list. It's I enjoyed it very much. It. Yeah. Okay, I'll <laughs> like watch everything. it. <laughs> um, and then finally, I have Hatching to talk about. This is a Finnish movie, I believe. Um, this is, I had to rent Does this say for 24? Like, you know, I don't know. I would. I don't think I so. I don't think so. I don't think so. This is the one with the girl who finds the egg and then she hatches the egg and then the egg is a bird yes. demon thing. I mean, it sounds like A24. Correct. Yeah. It sounds like an A24 movie. It does sound like an A20. Let me see. Um, I'm either lo- way, I'm looking it up. Just do your thing. Okay, thank you. It's. I mean, it's like a very finished movie. So maybe I don't think they had anything to do with its like production. Maybe they bought distribution rights to it or something. Um, but this movie is uh, very good. the The bird creature is incredible. The design of it, the effects of it. It's kind of a. It's weird to say reverse body horror movie, but it's kind sure. of a reverse body horror movie. And if I'm worried if I say too much more about that, I'll spoil it because uh, I loved this movie. Uh, it's not the plot of it. What the hell is a reverse body horror movie? You're afraid you're of becoming, how mundane You're becoming the human less bodied by the horror. Th- this is a movie, Mark, about a, a bird monster that hatches from a big egg. And I guess I'll just spoil this part of it. Uh, slowly starts to turn into or, or become like the young girl who is caring for it. Jack, that's so in the trailer. I think it's okay. Okay, yeah. So instead of a human becoming, a like, bird. turning into a monster, it's a, it's a monster becoming, becoming into a human. human. It's like with Benjamin the same Button, body horror but with tropes. body horror in a different way. Yeah. Exactly. I don't know why the different way was added on Well, because movie. one is like a bird and another is just age. <clears throat> Sure. Okay. You know, different. <laughs> Same difference. Either way, uh, the the plot of this movie is is pretty rough. Um, it's like a overbearing parents. Um, the mom of this, the, the matriarch of this family, is like a uh, uh, influencer blogger about how she has like the perfect Finnish life. Like, follow me as I raise oh, my yeah, perfect gymnast daughter. Lots of and all that stuff. And it's very, very like unsubtle and just beats you over the head with that shit. Um, sure about who's the real monster in this home but uh the yeah. it's it you're not watching it for that you're watching it for the bird monster and the bird monster is absolutely wonderful good it's not a24 okay i didn't think go. it was but yeah, yeah there we either. go is it magnet no it does it says it the production is the same people who created the movie on the wikipedia for it mm. so 
unless it got picked up and no one updated the Wikipedia, which is the production possible. company says twenty one Mysterium laps. Oy. Twenty one okay. laps. We've talked about this for t- too long now. I regret. That's all I've questions. got. Somebody else talk now. <clears throat> so I have one that I'm curious, uh, Jake, if you have also no, taken not. this dive. Oh, maybe. Uh, uh, Phil Tippett's Mad God. I have not yet. It's okay. on the list. It's on the list. <laughs> yeah, I, you'll get to it eventually and weigh in. To Jack's already talked about it. Yeah. I really don't have too much to say except for if you're looking for a movie where a bulbous monster with breasts for testicles crushes a hair man, then I have found what you've been looking for. That yeah. very specific taste that you have has now been satisfied. Mark, do you see what I'm saying, though, with the I don't understand what mood you should be in to watch this because you have to pay attention or you could pay attention to every aspect of it, but it's also long and kind of boring. And <laughs> I you think you pay call attention it to the whole thing. It's like an exploratory mood. Yeah. Yeah. yeah you better you better want to go to see some yeah. visual art. I, I know exactly the mood. I need to be in the mood that I was in when I watched Wolfhouse. Yes. Do that again. Yeah, I, I, it's all my. I, that's this is the type of movie that I know I'm gonna watch. We're like, we're sort of underselling it because it is captivating, incredible. Uh, it's incredible. Yes, but it is also extremely fucking weird and hard to pay attention yeah. to because of ha- like it's so weird that it's it's kind of repulsive in its own weird way. I think, and, and it's just visually repulsive at a lot. Also of that, but I, I, I mean yeah. that's that hasn't affected me in a long time. I think this is going to need to be one of those like it's a late night and I'm I'm home alone sort of situations, which doesn't happen all that frequently. But when it does, if I'm conscious late at night and I'm home alone, then it's probably going on. Yeah, there the you go. best possible like end of life scenario for this movie is being on a VHS tape running on loop in like an obscure arcade bar. Sick. I feel like... I mean, that'd be incredible. That'd be awesome. So yeah, that's go, a good end-of-life scenario for a lot of things. Let's go so. rap on Spacebar's door. Be like, when you open back up, put it on the third from <laughs> yeah, the top. Yeah, we got something for just you. On, just on that one. Hey, Spacebar, you remember that one night that someone hacked your uh, all the TVs in the bar and put weird foot fetish porn on there? If you want something weirder than that on all those TVs, boy, do we have the thing for you. I think they'd be down. I haven't heard that story. That's a thing that happened? What? Yeah. Why, what How do you hack a TV that's running a VCR? It, it's not this. This was not VCR. This was not the the three little VCR TVs they had in the back. This is all the big oh, TVs when oh. people are playing okay. the Super Nintendo and the N sixty four, and they have all the beers up and stuff. Gotcha. Okay, that makes more sense. Uh, yeah. Lastly, I watched a little movie called The Cellar. Uh, this is also a Shutter thing. I'm kind of surprised this didn't come. A lot of Shutter, Shutter this week. <clears throat> a lot of Shutter. I've watched this, but Mark, I've talked about this on the cast. Oh, you did. Alicia Cuthbert. Yeah. Oh, I didn't write down anybody's name. Uh. What were your Wait, thoughts? Wait, am I thinking on? of a different movie? Hold on. It prominently what, what, I, features I, it prominently features Jack, Stairs you... and the Leviathan. Is that right? Yeah, yeah. No, this is the same movie. Okay, we... yes. Then yeah. yes, I absolutely saw and talked about this movie, which stars Alicia Cuthbert. <laughs> the, the title um, doesn't do it any favors. I mean, no, yeah. it doesn't. It, it's I thought this Alicia was Cuthbert. not very good. I found it irritating. It does one thing extremely well, and then the rest of it is very on the rails. Um, but yeah. yeah, I mean, there's, we, we were talking about what movie we wanted to watch. Uh, and the suggestion I got was find a newish haunted house movie. Uh, so trying to get ahead yes, of things for 2022, I was like, yeah, this one just came out. Sure. Why not? It's gotten decent enough ratings. And I had completely forgotten that you guys had already seen this apparently. I or had just not. Jack, whatever. Um, and put it on. And if you're looking for a very generic haunted house movie, then this is 
one of them, right uh, but there are also numerous. Uh, and, yeah, and like I the said, there's really, is... there's really only one trick that this thing pulls. Yeah, and it does. And this well. is Alicia Cuthbert is the matriarch of a family. Her teenage rebellious teenage daughter goes missing in their own house, and she has to uh, go to dark places to rescue her. Go daughter. like the cellar. Like the cellar. You have to go all the way to the cellar. It's a long way. And this way. has the m- most forced interpersonal conflict mother-daughter relationship studies. I remember you talking about oh, yeah. sloppy. Well, yeah. actually, I'm not sure I'd go with most forced because that's like one of the hallmarks of horror. Like you're competing against thousands of other movies. But yeah, it's pretty. It's in the ballpark. It's pretty forced in there. Yeah. All, all of yes. Can't say I'm going to put that one on my list for Nah, you can probably skip that one for 2022. Which I'm... I'm Pretty behind this year. I might be worse than last year. I don't know what's going on. Guys. You got a surge in the second half. Yeah, I'll try. We'll see. Once you're done playing Elden Ring and that consumes all your extra time, that's at least what I'm going to do. Once I'm done with Elden Ring, I feel like that's when the you're already walked. I don't understand how you have more time than me. Are you done? Yes. I have one more to talk about. Good. Uh, cool. It is the 2020 film. At least one of you have watched this, and I can't remember who. Maybe it's both. Love and Monsters. Who did it? I did. I, you, you was I. You did, Jack. No, not you. I've watched. Yes, I've watched a movie that has a similar title to Love and Monsters that I had to watch for HRR. That was just horrible, schlocky CG. Yeah, yours. That, that was like Monsterland or whatever. You're thinking of the anthology one. Uh, you yeah, that's I think it's called Monsterland. I. It's exact. Yeah, I think that's that the is. one I've seen. I haven't seen, and that's not. You've not seen Love and Monsters. So. Love and Monsters is Love and Monsters was my best effects of 2020. Uh, good yeah yeah the effects are good here this is a movie that i think after seeing it um spoiler alert i thought this movie was absolutely delightful i liked it a whole lot yeah uh jack i do think you should watch pairing with jurassic park that's kind of why i went with it i was looking for something that was a little bit like more lighthearted. i just needed something that was lighthearted, and i was like i remember this seeming kind of cute for lack of a better way to describe it uh yeah a little so I threw it on, and I really enjoyed it. I'm kind of surprised that it's flown so under the radar, to be honest. This movie seems like more than what I feel like it's received. It's just one of those that's buried. And the only thing that I can think of as to why that might be is that if if I have like one complaint about this film, it's not even really a complaint. I just don't understand exactly who this is for. Four. Yeah, that's like a, it's, that's it's, it's 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 teenagers. Not, it's fine for I, teenagers. I I don't know, man. Like it's not. It's definitely not a movie I'd watch with my kids. Like there's enough going on here with scary monsters that are the CG is real good. Um, and obviously fighting them. There's enough of that to where I think it would frighten young viewers to a certain degree. And at the same time, it's such a. Like, it's so full of heart and at times lighthearted and so comedic in kind of a genuine way that I it just doesn't scratch the typical itch of a horror movie either. It's a weird one. It I'm having trouble placing huh. it. But that said, as a film, I thought it was a really good time. And it was mostly like a surprisingly heartfelt story. So I really enjoyed it. I would recommend it to pretty much any genre fan. Just know what you're getting into. 
I think it would have done really well in theaters had it not come out in October of 2020. Yeah, yeah, maybe. I mean, I I am curious. Like, this was probably slated for a theatrical, right? It's just so big. They put they put too much money into this thing for it yeah. To not this is see. this is this is high quality stuff. It really is. It looks great. Um, it's a great like it would be a great date movie. Sure. Yeah. For, a, a, for kids a, in high go school. Go on a yeah, go on a summer date in high school. Sure. There you go. Yeah. That or someone like me who's like, it's a Friday night and it's been a long week and I want something that's not gonna depress me. Yeah, a bunch of teens in a movie theater and then just Jake at the back with the beers he snuck in. You know? Gotta know your audience. <laughs> Apparently that, that those the Venn diagram works, Mark. It does. <laughs> Give it some credit. Jack, I would recommend you watch this. I agree, it's a good movie. Fair enough. How did you watch it? I rented it on Amazon. It was free with okay. Prime. Rented is a hard word to say. I if you have Prime, you will get it. Gotcha. Yeah. Well, I like it. Okay. It's well, also it's well, also on Paramount Plus if you have that and yeah, not Prime yeah. somehow. So that's a weird. <laughs> yeah, it's a weird. weird slice you have of Prime, America. I think. Yeah. If you have just if you have Prime and you haven't seen it, go and it's free. All right. Very solid. Let's go to the feature presentation, and let's let Jack get a beer. Over DaisyHorror.com this week, we watched 1993's Jurassic Park. Now, Mark, you picked this movie, and you were adamant that, in fact, this is unquestionably a horror movie. Say more on that. Oh, you really just yeah, he, he hammer it into this. <laughs> yeah, no way to back out of that. Defend yourself, Mark. <laughs> uh, I think it is a horror movie, for the record. I don't know if it's, it's... It's certainly one that blurs the line, but I think this falls into the category of... Post-horror. A definitely not post horror. <laughs> uh, I think this is one that falls into the category of a blockbuster sci-fi romp that adventure. they action, wanted action, romp, action adventure action yeah. romp that they wanted to avoid labeling as a horror movie because in 1993 that was a great way to tell people not to see your movie totally. Uh, and then, I mean, even in the mid nineties, like Scream really reinvigorated the genre, but like there weren't huge horror movies coming they, out of the time. They had aspirations, and horror is kind of a death sentence. So you could make a horror movie and just label it something different. Sure. Like I don't think Seven was labeled as a horror movie. No, yeah. thriller. thriller. Crime thriller. Exactly. So you would call things thrillers or sci-fi well, adventure. I don't like comparing Jurassic Park and Seven. But they're, I mean... In different ways, they're both horror movies, and okay. they're both not labeled as horror movies, sure. and they're both of the same yeah. like three-year stretch. I Everyone just think eye-test-wise, if you're to look at those two and be like, which one of these is more horror? This is such a stupid fucking argument to have. Mm-hmm. Seven passes that <laughs> eye-test way well, sure. more quickly. Than Certainly, this. but I also think that's true of many... I would say that's kind of true of The Fly, too, right? We've... Not to, I, I don't know why I went immediately to another Jeff Goldblum movie, but. Oh, no, I was going to bring up The Fly <laughs> on this episode, too. But, sci- I mean, maybe we need to do a larger thing where we unpack how sci-fi and, and horror sure. interact. But uh, monster movies, when they're not just like straight, uh, uh, what's the sweetheart? Right when they're not I, just I you that. stuck in the woods being hunted by a monster, yeah. and they kind of go in a more, uh, they have more of a narrative arc to them. So kinda, Jaws, yeah, or Jaws, yeah, yeah exactly. I mean, the classic version. I, this is a lot like Jaws to me. <laughs> yeah, it, the only thing I would these say, monsters all have Jaws. So <laughs> <Whoa>. <laughs> think about it. Some have beaks. 
I guess beak. Do beaks jaws? How does that work physiologically speaking? I'm not the scientist. None of these here. monsters have beaks. In the movie, not in this movie. Not in this movie. Mm-hmm. Are beaks jaws? Yes. Okay, then fine. Solved. <laughs> what was I going to say? Oh, I, what I, I was I like going that to say. Jake, Jake has taken over making my point for no, me. No, no, I, I totally appreciate. Trying this. to have a two-way dialogue. Well, with he's you, Mark. not. He's not doing a good job. <laughs> Are beaks jaws? He's not Do doing birds a good, have teeth. Good job doing anything coherent. <laughs> Do so. birds have teeth? <laughs> Look, I, Mark, thing... I agree with you. Go ahead, Jake. <sighs> I just want to say <laughs> the one thing I would say when comparing the, like, like the one thing, yeah, a Jaws and a Jurassic Park is that you don't have anything that happens in Jurassic Park that to me approaches the mood that, while not common throughout the runtime of Jaws, that you get once they get out on the boat. It's like adventure and foreboding. There's not it never quite reaches that level of foreboding here. The closest it gets is the iconic water scene, but that's like and that's a few seconds. Whereas it's, it lingers say, the, more in Jaws. This movie undeniably has a lot of horror scenes in it, but for me, what makes it not like as much of a horror movie as those other ones is how the the spirit of wonder for that's like for the first half of the movie yeah. the most of the what you're feeling is wonder and amazement and, and it fun still kind of keeps goofiness. bringing that up too. I feel like but it, it definitely does a good yeah. Job but there's a lot of horror scenes in it. For uh, sure. No, that's it. I mean, this is a fucking. This is a monster movie. This is this is a monster movie. Like, it's a monster movie. Yeah. <laughs> Terrible. <laughs> I was trying to go with a second line there, but I'm not. I'm not joining you on that joke, Mark. <laughs> you picked this movie, and you know what that means. You're gonna have to do this with a 30 second plot synopsis. I guess not worth talking about our histories with it. We've both seen it. We've all seen it a lot of times. I you guys, Jack. This is a dumb question. I apologize. Have you read the book? Yes. <laughs> okay. Uh, I, of course. So Have any of us not read the book? I just went to a uh, wedding. I actually officiated a wedding down at Lake Tahoe yeah. just this last week, uh, which is 14 hours round trip, and the audio book was 15 hours. So listen to the audio book. It's a long book. Yeah. Wait. <laughs> too long. <laughs> Way too long. Your whole drive was the audio book? Pretty much. Oh, my God. There was like an episode of Marketplace in there. Cool. Okay. <laughs> what? Dude, you're fucking driving through I, I can't. Nevada. I, I know. Have you ever driven from Winnemucca to Nevada? Or, sorry, yes. Winnemucca to Lovelock? I've, not Sucks. to Lovelock specifically, but I've driven some places, Mark. Believe it or not. I've been everywhere, man. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, I've, I've seen this many times. Yeah, we've all seen it a lot. And, okay. Mark, yeah. hit us with a 30-second plot synopsis. You, start when you start. Do you want the 10-second version or the 45-second version? Because I, I want I what do I said. I want a 30-second version. Yeah, you do it Which means probably go with the 10-second one and then add stuff. And then dance. Yeah. Jazz hands. A genetic engineering company run by John Hammond decides to, to take gen, uh, dinosaur DNA out of amber and clone them to create a Jurassic Park, the world's first theme park built around cloning dinosaurs. They bring in a smattering of professional consultants, uh, namely Alan uh, Grant, whatever, Alan Grant and uh, ma- mathematician Ian Malcolm, and then they go on a tour to sign off on the place, and surprise, the dinosaurs all get out because chaos theory, and uh, he decides not to endorse the park. Well, time. I, okay. Yeah, you really, yeah. I skipped over you, a lot because I couldn't remember his name. You you spent 20 seconds just doing the names. I forgot. I forgot the names. I got into a, I got into a rabbit hole. That's um, yeah, classic rabbit hole. Nearly enough classic. time talking about Laura Dern's shorts, which was the most important part of this viewing for I'll, me. Having listened to the book within the last week, I can tell you, Michael Crichton, uh, that's a that's a Michael Crichton detail, not a Steven Spielberg detail. What? 
why do you think Michael Crichton was so popular amongst eight to fifteen year old boys, Mark? <laughs> he's he's like, a very sexual writer. <laughs> <laughs> this twenty four year old just a very broy writer, really. Yeah, kind of. <laughs> I, I would not describe him. Actually, no. I take I take I take back my agreement with you on that. I do not think he's a broy writer. He kind of is. Okay, maybe I don't know. Maybe in the nineties, I wasn't part of bro culture. I will say between like an intellectual bro. Sure. Okay. Sure. <laughs> to, Intellectual broism, I'll give you. To go with Jack a little bit on this, I will say that between my last, my most recent viewing, which was several years ago now, and this, I had the whole Laura Dern was twenty six when she was in this film, like pop up somehow. I think that's like relatively recently. It was kind was of was she really? It was yeah, dude. Whoa. Uh, and I th- because we are now way past that age. Um. I was just like, how the fuck is that possible? Speak for yourself. I watched it, and I was like, Laura Dern looks pretty young in this movie. <laughs> uh, it she blew me away. I think it's I think there's a... Hell yeah, I, I don't know. I just, she's, when when this movie came out, the we best were part of the five film. or younger. Or younger. And like I just assumed they were all adults, and you kind of keep that space in your brain where yeah. everyone is totally. just perpetually still that much older than you. Sure. Yeah. Well, like, now uh, I need to go I, back and watch because even on this last viewing, I was like, Lord Ern's like forty-five in this. Twenty-three right? <laughs> while filming Jurassic Park. Damn! So that's exactly how old sh- she's supposed to be in the book. She's twenty-three, <laughs> maybe Boom. she's twenty-four. Well, it's kind of like how like you watch. I, I still think of like Catherine O'Hara from uh, uh, Home Alone. It's like mom age. She's mom age, which means she's my mom's age. And now don't, I watch it as yeah, a yeah, like, three God, don't tell me she's like thirty. She's in like that movie. twenty-eight. Yeah, she's like oh, barely fuck. 30 in that movie. Yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> I, we're unpacking all kinds of uh, things. That's this what I'm saying. This isn't possible. So that went around <laughs> about, like, Laura, did you know, like, I, I don't know, whatever. I There are a lot of people that are my age, it turns out, that I follow on social, and that happened. So I was like, no fucking way. And I watched it, and lo and behold, she does, and I could totally understand that she looks way younger than I understand that we look now. Oh, my God. Blows it's my pretty mind. upsetting. It's upsetting. Well, it's upsetting, and it's not upsetting at the same time, because as you said, best part of this viewing experience. Ordered. Oh, she is so fucking cute. It's unbelievable. Um, What subgenres of horror does this fit into? Monster. Oh, monster. Monster action. Sci-fi. Yeah. Blockbuster. It. Yeah. It, it, I, this has no trappings of a sci-fi movie. There's a whole Mark, montage usually of the how, they you're clone, how they use Yeah, did DNA you not to listen stuff? to the incredibly reductive... Clippy guy. <laughs> I guess actually two. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna debate myself from the past here. Yes. Uh, or no, I'm going to I'm gonna Can change my opinion. The, the debate of my past self has changed my opinion on this. This actually isn't sci-fi because there's only one element here that sure. is yeah. sci-fi-ish, and even then it's like of the time. So this is your cloning. this is your Smeagol. So side. it's not sci-fi. Now do your Gollum side. No. You said you were gonna debate yourself. <laughs> no. You don't have to put a voice on. I was like, hoping for a voice. Yeah, I, I was, really I was too, but he was clearly not going for the bit. So <laughs> I'm trying to get. Trying. Well, now that I think about it, I don't know if they're the 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 argument for it to be a sci-fi movie is that it has science in it, which is exactly why I don't like sure. making that a sci-fi. Yeah, movie. Yeah, 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 I, yeah, I don't think this is a science fiction movie. Okay, there we go. Good. No, it's not a sci-fi movie. action Stop adventure. It a sci-fi yeah. movie. <laughs> okay, it's just that's a, all. It's just sci. It's a sign. Let's just start talking about this movie. I'm so <laughs> jazzed up to just talk about this goddamn movie. It's so. What's good. the movie to write, Jack? Well, okay. One, we can we can just bounce by Laura Dern. We're bouncing it just, by it. 
Not just her shorts, but her whole demeanor, personality, and everything. Not just her shorts, but her shorts, though. But but also definitely her shorts. (laughs) Yep, 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 yep. Great costume. Fantastic costuming. Also, this movie is... I love how... I mean, you put Jeff Goldblum in anything, it's going to be a sexual thing. But this movie is so sexual, partly because of Jeff Goldblum can't not be sexual. No. <laughs> Just, I, even when he's even when he's injured and has a compound fracture in his leg that's like rapidly going sec- septic, and he yeah. just has that unbuttoned yeah, yeah, yeah. shirt with a little just bit of chest hair toughening bursting out. out. <laughs> uh, Do okay, you guys I, listen to uh, the Conan O'Brien Needs a Friend podcast? No. Uh, uh, only like the first three episodes, and then I couldn't get past the ridiculous ads that they kept putting in. <laughs> I still I enjoy it very much. I highly recommend it. There was it, uh, Jeff Goldblum is a, re- a frequent guest on there, but after the most recent time he was on it, the editor was talking about like how the actual conversation was three hours, and he only broadcast about ninety minutes of it because he cut out two straight hours of Jeff Goldblum <laughs> making what he called like sexual cat purrs and just like he just it's in his speech just like when he talks and, hmm, my boy yes I see and then you come and he just like the weird way Jeff Goldblum is <laughs> bizarre and I that was guys a, a character <laughs> I told you guys that I sat next to him on a bus at LAX right Mm-mm. no when we were going to our honeymoon uh, and you you know if you're going through LAX yeah. you take those stupid little yeah. buses from terminal whatever to terminal whatever um, and I, I know I take those. I wouldn't guess Jeff Goldblum takes those. You have to. They're the only way to get between. I mean, I, yeah, maybe they have a secret underground celebrities only. I assume monorail. they've got a Jeff Goldblum I, tram. Dude, you'd be shocked at airports, man. Like, unless it's a like guaranteed scheduled charter thing. Like, I, fu- I told you the story about when I was behind Wayne Gretzky at the fucking Get Money Here booth. Yeah. <laughs> like, they're people. At a payday loan shop? <laughs> no. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> the money tree? The yeah. Currency exchange desk is, I think, what Jay A currency meant. exchange desk. <laughs> oh, the okay. Get Money Here place. <laughs> Yeah, Wayne Gretzky needed Wayne Gretzky needed cash now. He had no. He he had a structured settlement, but (laughs) he he needed needed cash cash now. now. He did. He was was losing his fucking mind at this poor woman because he wanted too much money and she told the story on the podcast. She couldn't do it. I don't. I don't think I've ever heard this story before. Oh yeah. He was going. He told it on the podcast when I was going down to New Zealand and he was going up to Canada for the Olympics. And this was also in LAX. Maybe it's just an LA. Where the magic happens. There's a lot of celebrities in LA. He was freaking out of this woman because he wanted too much money. He was he was trying to exchange because he was like I think coaching Phoenix the the Yotes at the time and he wanted a bunch of money and she was like he had to have like not only his passport but something else and he only had his passport and they weren't gonna do it and he was like you know who I like pulling all that shit and she was like I don't care. It was wow and you and you were like I know who he is. No, I just like, like I just like watched it and I walked up and it was funny because like he left in a huff and she was like that was Wayne Gretzky I was like I know <laughs> here I'll take my two hundred dollars <laughs> can you change this twenty for me yeah exactly I'm just like a fucking poor student how much money about. did he want oh eighty million dollars it was oh, okay. something outrageous uh whatever I've told the story apparently <clears throat> sorry I, I don't think you have I don't know whatever That's I've told the story on. before to bring it back. Uh, my wife and I were flying to Hawaii. We sat next to Jeff Goldblum on one of the things on one of those little tram yeah, yeah, bus yeah. things, and he was a very nice person. Good. He didn't he didn't sexually cat purr at either of us. Mm, that's surprising. And my wife and I are both hot. So hot, but beyond just the raw sexuality Good. of the entire cast, and it's there. 
The, 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 <laughs> all of the acting. Even the kids, Jack? From top to bottom in here. Well, that's is spot the Spot the fuck on. There's one kid. There's two. There's two kids. And, and, but part of my point here, I understand what you're trying to box me into, but I refuse to accept <laughs> good, it. Good, good. That's uh, the right choice. Part of what the acting, the acting here is all so good. I mean, not only Jeff, the big names, Sam Neill, Jeff Goldblum, and Lord Dern, but and like Robert from everyone on down. And Samuel what? L. Jackson. Samuel L. Jackson, B.D. Wong, Wayne Knight. Everybody is fucking nailing Bangers. their role all the way perfectly. Down. And they show exactly enough of the kids to get kids interested in it and related to it, but not too much to irritate the audience, which is a mistake that comes up well, in the other Jurassic Park movies. Yeah. I, I feel like the kids did a pretty good job. Well, they also did a good they job. A like, let's job. not sell it short like where it's a you know best in small doses thing. It's just like they had good roles and also executed them well. Notably, like those they kids sure did. didn't really do a whole lot else. That's what I'm saying. Oh, they you mean acting bring a lot of career wise? They bring. Oh yeah, career wise, they did absolutely. That's what I'm trying to say. Not absolutely nothing. I Tim think Tim did some other stuff, but um, he was in the Pacific. He was one of the main yeah. characters in the Pacific, uh, which is also it's a great show, and people should watch it. Uh, Joseph Mazzello. Very good show. I don't think she... Yeah, Lexi's been in nothing. Yeah, I, don't, I think she kind of just stopped and is an artist or something. Cool. But, I'm but sure she still gets pretty sizable royalty checks in the mail. <laughs> this I movie made so, $1 billion box office. And it's still rolling. Yeah, you know? that's why I said box office. Like This movie... It's an unbelievable made movie. Made a billion... $63 million movie that made a bill in 1993. She's, I mean, all of these people are cruising through their lives. Well, I mean, like half of them are dead now, but they're cruising through their lives and every time a new Jurassic World Dominion or Jurassic whatever the other yeah. fucking new Dominion just came out. I think that was Dominion, Yeah, right? Dominion just came out. I was yeah. trying to think of what the last one was. Are you going to see Dominion? Hell yeah. Have, I love yeah, have, have, have you guys movies. seen any of the Chris Pratt Jurassic World movies? Yes, they're fantastic. I mean, they don't oh stack up. They don't God. stack up to this one. I haven't Jurassic get Park, the first one. Jurassic Park one, very clear, top of the mountain. Nothing really compares to it from the rest of the franchise. Correct. Two distinct drop off. Three garbage. Woof. Yeah. Bad movie. And Bad then, film. Yeah. Basically, brand new franchise. The Jurassic World. Jura- what was the middle one called? Fucking like Fallen Earth or something like that. Jurassic World. You're past my Fallen Kingdom. I want to say. And then Jurassic you World, say I haven't anything. seen Dominion yet. But the s- four and five, pretty good. Pretty good. Pretty good. Hey, uh, okay. I won't watch those movies for two reasons, Mark. One, I tried to get through that first one, and I, despite how irritatingly charming I find Chris Pratt, and by irritatingly charming, I mean I'm irritated by how charming I still find him, yes. despite knowing what a douche he is. Yeah. Um, but two, they digitally reduced Bryce Dallas Howard's butt in it. Because it was too big for mainstream audiences. Wait, is, they de-Pixar'd her? What? They, yeah. Have you not <laughs> I seen didn't the, know that. true? <laughs> this is Jake? like a, a Willem Dafoe stunt double I'm, dick I'm, thing? I'm going to send you guys a link. They actually... <laughs> what? They, Befuddlingly large. Uh, it was going to confuse people. I had to have a smaller dick stunt double. They did. Double. They reduced it. <laughs> That's so weird. Okay. Wow. Interesting. Okay, well, the more and you I know. And I won't stand for that. I, I, I know. who. Uh, yeah, you know what? Frankly, boycott. Frankly, boycott. What been, else I mean, did been... this movie do right? We Okay, I, we've okay. got to keep it Fuck a little it. more on the rails. So yes, we do. One and, of the best special effects. Especially because there's one million things. Christ. Right. <laughs> one of the best special effects movies ever of made. Of all time. It still looks good. It's the movie that launched yeah. a, th- well, a thousand is an understatement, but it's the movie that launched a thousand kids' 
uh, museum, like, autom- uh, uh, like whatever, dinosaur exhibits. I actually was driving by the Discovery what Center. What were you searching for there? I'm truly, so now I'm, I'm truly baffled by what word you were looking for. Because I can't think of a single one in the English animatronic language. was. What oh I was God, for. that's okay. Yeah, which is funny because one of my nitpicks is that the lawyer calls the people autoerotic when he's trying yes. to say animatronic, yes, yes, and that's yes. a fucking weird line <laughs> that is not in the book. It's so dumb. That was just a thing that they came yeah. up with on set. They were like, "Yeah, leave it's that." Funny, in. I think. <laughs> Are these people autoerotic? Um, but anyways, I was driving by the Discovery Center, the local Boise uh, Kids Museum thing. They actually currently, right now, have the uh, the Got Tyrannosaurus Rex exhibit going cool. on. And I remember when this came out as a kid, pretty sure I saw it in theaters, uh, which is bonkers because I would have been five or six. Maybe they did a re-release. I remember seeing it in theaters and it was way too loud. It scared the hell out of me. Um, yeah, but then, really like, loud. the height of my childhood was a couple years later, as like an eight or a nine year hood, n- nine year old, when the actual like touring animatronic exhibit came to Boise and planted at the Discovery Center, and you could walk through and see all the animatronic. That dinosaurs was like across the street, right, in the building across the street from the Discovery Center at the time that no longer exists. Oh, maybe I think they have. I one. don't recall that being. Oh there. yeah, yeah, oh yeah. There was a building across the street. They toured. It was like cross street and down half block. I know exactly what you're talking about. But yeah, I mean, it was a it was a huge yeah. deal. You could walk yeah. through. I think it was just the main building, but like yeah. you could touch the eggs and stuff. Oh, it was the fucking yeah. coolest. They might have done it at both locations. And it's the exact. Actually. I'm and my experience is not unique. Uh, nor is it unique to Boise. Like this happened everywhere. Yeah, everywhere. I bet a lot of listeners that they're old enough did the same thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and they're probably still doing the same thing I, because totally. the Tyrannosaurus Rex exhibit is there right now. Right, right. I have a story. I don't know if you boys know, uh, but do you remember... Uh, I think you were standing behind Wayne Gretzky and You told it on the podcast. Yeah, we know. God. Do you remember the dinosaur named Sue? The, like, major first best complete T-Rex skeleton? I know that. The US I didn't know its name was Sue, but around. sure, go on. As, as it toured around, I got a special behind-the-scenes look at it at the Minnesota uh, History Museum when the exhibit toured there because my aunt wrote the book called The Dinosaur Named Sue, the kid's book about the dinosaur hmm. and the creation of it. That is neat. I did not know that about you. She, she wrote that. She also wrote some Magic School Bus books. She get them for your kid. Wow. I have them. Learning I'll a lot. send you some. I've got a whole bunch of them. Are they board books? I'll take every board book you have. I don't know what a board book they're is. They're the ones they're where the, the pages big, are cardboard. They're, they can't, yeah, they're not pages. Oh, no. Goodness, no. <laughs> it's printed on papyrus. It's very fragile. Do not <laughs> yeah. get this to It's children. gossamer and moonbeams. <laughs> <laughs> we're, we're, we were supposed to get back on the rails, boys, and we have not done so. I tried, man. I can only do so much. <laughs> no, you tried, and then you immediately wanted to know what other word he was thinking of. That's actually what happened. In, fa- in, in deference to him... I wasn't even close to the right word. It was weird. <laughs> I had a I had a small stroke. Look, look it's a this is a, this is a di- weird one because literally everything the movie does literally everything right. The the right. direct this this movie right. is a masterclass in direction. The from the pacing to how they handle the exposition of like your they put all the most charming characters in a ride and have a robot exposit. The all the background <laughs> stuff you need to know and not worry about to the characters who are delighted by it, which delights you as the viewer. In about two it's, minutes. And they're not delighted by it because they immediately force themselves off the ride so that they can go harangue the scientists as they're trying to birth a philosopher. Laura Dern's pretty delighted that, that by it. That scene what, is funny because like, we're talking about that scene and that scene I did find kind of weird. But... It works. The, the, eh. the Richard Attenborough versus Richard Attenborough acting off. 
Give me, <laughs> give me your finger. Ow, that hurt. It... <laughs> Sorry, get you, Jack. I interrupted you, and Jack also interrupted you, and you had a point about about what this movie does right. About well, it, I was get, I was saying it does literally everything right. I mean, the direction, Jack. You took that in, in the correct direction to talk about the direction. Nailed it. Cast. Wow. Cool. Obviously, the score here with John Williams. Yeah, doing that's the one I wanted to bring up. One of his one most, of the icon- most iconic. No, I mean, scores definitely of all time. not because he's an inhuman monster who creates iconic scores just on the shitter for but no the- reason. <laughs> but like, this is one of his most iconic. Yes, 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 yes. I mean, it go- it goes on. You talked about the CG. We've talked about the score. We've talked about the direction. Got me fourth place in the tuba solo competition circa 2006 We're when I did a tuba solo rendition yeah, story of the cast. Jurassic Park theme song. This is what happens when you talk about a movie that came out when you were six. And was we were not big. Yeah. Getting, we're getting older each time you tell this story. Five. And Mark, it was political. I think I my my mom tried to tell me they wouldn't go with they wouldn't pick me to win because, because I picked a movie because score. you weren't doing Stars and Stripes forever. <laughs> this is literally <laughs> this is literally a Simpsons episode that you're. I wasn't that doing ha- that happened music. In your no, life. because I wasn't doing like uh, I wasn't doing like classical music. Oh. And I was doing classical music. I was just doing better, more fun classical music. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's classical at this point. Well, I mean, it was also uh, it's, it's compositional stuff. Like it's, it's so fucking good. It's know. unbelievable. Yeah, it's it's really good. I mean, also let's talk about filming and the setting. Well, sure. hold on, hold on, wait. Before you do that, I don't want to get off of sound yet. So the score, obviously, fantastic. Yes, John Williams, Inhuman, monster. composing monster. Shitter. Um, <clears throat> the other piece there, though, is the sound design that they did for all the monsters' roars are beyond iconic and burned into. All of our brains at this point. Yeah, they the, the Velociraptor like sneeze cough thing. Oh, yeah. Even <laughs> I was, what I was Definitely. surprised. Yeah, the, the yeah, yeah, the Velociraptor doing its thing. The obviously the Tyrannosaurus Rex roar that's sure. like an elephant and a dolphin or whatever. An the elephant fuck they combined. trumpet combined with like a low growl. It's weird. Yeah. Um, but the one that I was surprised about, I haven't seen this movie in a minute. Um, was the Dilophosaur like mm-hmm. hooting thing? And they do mm-hmm. talk about hooting in the book as well, so it, I, I, yeah. I like it translate remarkably well. But like even that weird like little purr thing that it does, like the the yeah. trill, like the, I can't possibly recreate it yeah. right now. I could try. It's like Don't. a hoo I mean, that's just a literal hoot. You just hooted. Well, yeah, that's the closest I can get. Uh, as soon as I heard that, it like unlocked that it memory triggered. again yeah, in my brain. Yeah, like, it's yeah. a perfectly designed sound for each of the animals. Yeah, it's a, this is a weird one. It's been a long time since I've seen it. Uh and this is I watched this movie so many times when I was a little kid that it mm-hmm. does unlock things. Like very small kind of like emotions I never would, knew that I could feel. Well, it seems that you wouldn't expect mean anything like full like just floods of memories come back. So, it's kind of a weird one to revisit to be frank. I Mark, think, do they say cod swallow up in the book? Cod, them saying cod swallow two different times in this movie makes me think it must have been in the book. I don't remember them saying cod swallow in the book. Well, maybe Spielberg likes the word cod swallow. Yeah, uh, Jack, you were talking about filming locations. I think. He's yeah, to I mean, Hawaii so more. this was shot. I mean, shot largely in Hawaii at Kuloa Ranch, and I was there earlier this year for my sister's wedding. She got married at Kuloa Ranch, not the part of it where this was filmed, but like on the ocean uh, side she, of it. She wasn't in the T Rex um, paddock. No, definitely. Shucks. I do like the um, word paddock. Paddock is a good word. Yeah. Yeah. It's a very good word. But like the just the lush hills with insanely steep 
like uh you know uh, uh faces and and the the waterfalls going in which is actually a kawaii i think yeah but either what like all that shit is unbelievably beautiful yeah and, and it is one of the coolest parts about living here is like when you go from my the honolulu the city side of the island to the windward side of the island which takes like 25 minutes cutting through a tunnel you come out on the other side of the tunnel and it's just like Lush rainforest, <laughs> but like dead steep mountains, yeah. and it's wild. It yeah. is fucking shocking, and it's still one of my favorite things about living here. If you ever go to Kauai, you can do the you can do the helicopter tours, and they'll fly you straight through the valley that they fly through in one of the flyover shots in this movie. It's yeah. pretty cool, and and they time it all up so that as you do that, the John Williams score comes on. That sounds that's bad. awesome. It's is that real? <laughs> it yeah. sounds amazing. Oh fuck, I want to do that. Yeah. Fun fun fact for the listener: in a few short weeks, I'm going to be in Hawaii with Jack. Well, yeah, that's on but, Kauai, but yeah, I know. Okay. But I'm going to be in Hawaii, so I'm expecting second part of the statement, Mark. I'm expecting to experience what this whole traverse to the windward side is going to be like. Oh, we're yeah, going to the windward no, side no, no, for no, no, sure, no. buddy. We're not doing cool that. We're, not doing it. we're, we're saying inside. In, we're playing Elden Jake. Ring. <laughs> <laughs> it's a t- it's a 25 minute drive. Yeah, we we're could going. Possibly do that. <laughs> we're going. We're going. We're going. We're going. It'll be great. What else does the movie do right? The last one, I mean, like we said, everything. But I will also highlight. I think it's a immaculately clever device as far as tension building goes to show the tremors in the footprints, the water and the jello. And that is not as far as I recall in the book. Well, I mean, it's sort of, it's sort of in the book, but like the amount of focus they place on it is, I feel like specifically a Spielberg thing. hundred percent. There's a reason that's like (laughs) one of the most copied and or parodied shots in cinematic history. And it's because like, it almost doesn't get more iconic than that. Yeah, it's I in a weird way it captures a moment where this is like just before I mean there's a lot of CG in this movie, but it's sort of just before CG really started to take over as the more cost-effective way of doing movies. Yeah. It's well, like you, this you, was this is now I'm you mentioned just the effects up here, but like this is one of the last great practical effects movies. You you mentioned effects, but we didn't touch on this enough and it is practical this movie is every kind of effect yeah, and this is yeah. like this is using every tool in your toolbox right it's like when people say like new music sucks because everyone just uses autotune or whatever which people haven't said for 15 years but fine people used to say it just this was <laughs> cg was available to them they used it where it worked they used practical where it worked they used puppets where they worked they used miniatures where it worked this is using all of it and unbelievably effectively yeah Phil Tippett worked on this movie, didn't he? I don't know. He did. Okay. I think he did. I think he did too. There you go. Yeah. So I mean, this was this was ILM, right? This is Industrial Light and Magic. Yeah. So yeah. Um, and Lucasfilm or whatever did parts of this too. Um, this maybe will be transitioning us into what the movie does middle, but the CG overall also still looks. No, I said good. that when you first mentioned it. I think it's <clears throat> still looks good. Like, Except for one scene in particular. Ooh, I'm interested to hear what that one is. The yeah, very, he did. Phil, very, Phil very Tippett end. was. Phil Tippett and his team was responsible for all of the animatronic mm-hmm. uh, dinosaur okay. effects. The star, excuse me, all of the stop motion dinosaur effects okay. in this, which were pretty, pretty frequent. Stop motion, huh? Be curious to know what was stop motion and what was CG. I can think of some. I feel like some of like the maybe like running scenes. And, and I mean that's that's what I'm talking about. Oh, this maybe. is a combination of every available tool in the toolbox. Yeah. Most of the stop motion you do stop motion blended you blend with it CG. With yeah. It right. reminds right. me. I mean, it's it's this did it way before another successful run of films, but it's also like 
what made the Lord of the Rings such an accomplishment. They used definitely right. Like we got to use those like it's old tricks, stage tricks yeah, of perspective it's and tricks stuff. And blended it's with computers CG yeah. and tremendous CG and tremendous practical. It's you use all of it to make something feel actually real. And this is yes. this is and what did that. I mean, ten years before the Lord of the Rings, almost. And it, before we move on totally from what it does right, I don't want to bounce off the experience of wonder. I know I said it before, but like, oh yeah, I I thought I, in my head it's like I've never really looked at this with an analytical eye before, and so on this viewing, I was like, this is right. one of the most wondrous experiences when you're a kid to see this. That doesn't really drop off, even though I've seen this eight times or ten times or whatever. It is unbelievable. It's the, the combination of the score, the sweeping visuals, the dinosaurs in the valley, how big every. It's unbelievable. It just makes you feel happy and wonder. It's unbelievable. I com <clears throat> I completely agree. The only thing that knocks it a little bit is because Hammond won't fucking shut up about how wonderful his invention is in the book. <laughs> There's like six different chapters where he's just like, guys, stop fucking complaining. I made dinosaurs, which is <laughs> which the like, appropriate response. Yeah, it's reasonable. Yeah. <laughs> <clears throat> they made a die, but, I think but is, it's fine. Yeah. yeah. Guys, I think it's dinosaurs. also Michael Crichton working out like he was in a fight with his publishers at this point in his career right he'd made four successful books but nothing like huge but he's like i made a really good thing just publish it and they were like no and then they <laughs> did and it was really good <laughs> you're like do you know how much every little kid in the world loves dinosaurs <laughs> Jack, what's your favorite Crichton book uh sphere yeah book -wise. okay good good, good i mean good. So right, that's the objectively right answer. So it's 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 so good. The hot zone is, I think, a n Ooh. I mean, not close. And I really second, like the Andromeda Strain. I was gonna say Andromeda Strain's also uh, really good. Okay, and the hot zone's a mess. Not the hot zone, but uh, it's a mess. But uh, yeah, you know. Anyway, this is not that cast. The Crichton cast. Yeah, we sh we probably should at some point. Probably could <laughs> I would not be able to participate. <laughs> This movie was made for $63 million, which was a gobsmacking amount of money at the time. But when you make a bill. And is now, like, throwaway, like, totally. third list movie. Wait, are we in middle? Are you talking about inflation? Is that what we're doing? Yeah, I guess this is just the cool. inflation talk. No, yeah. I just thought that was interesting. This movie so, reminded me of inflation. <laughs> Fuck it's it. It's topical. <laughs> $63 million, Yeah. Current gross worldwide at $1.1 billion. Yep. Made money. Hot diggity daffodil. Wow. And money. this isn't a movie, like like you said, Mark, there's a lot of movies that cost a lot of money now because so much of, you have to spend so much move, money to advertise a movie now to just get it to make its money back. But this one, and that you're like, how did they spend that much on this movie? This one, it's very clear how they spent that on yeah. this movie. Uh, there was yeah. still, there effective. was still marketing though. Like, oh, no, there sure. was a wild amount. Obviously. Yeah. 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 But marketing is a little easier when there's like 12 television channels that are important. And I mean, there's you can also use the more. John Williams song Jurassic yeah. Park in your ads. Well, there's also that makes marketing like, pretty easy. There's a lot more like partnership marketing in that day too, right? Like one of oh, the big yeah. ones. Like, you got to get your those, Pepsi cans with the those, different those, dinosaurs oh, on them. Oh hell yeah! Triple yeah. crossover: Pizza Hut, Pepsi, Jurassic exactly. Park. Exactly. Yeah, get that your doesn't Pepsi happen at as Pizza much Hut anymore. with Jurassic Park on the cans. That's not really a thing now. If I think of if I think of the all time product placement, not product placement, but like product sponsorship thing, I think of fucking 
Star Wars Episode One Grotto or whatever. That's that exactly the one I'm thinking about was on, on the Pepsi, Pepsi can. can. Yeah, that's the exact. That that <laughs> is literally what I had in my mind. I, when think, I was talking about. This. I think the yeah. only Pepsi can Boise got was Grotto. Fucking always. I got. To, I got a Jar Jar one. <laughs> did you, did you have to drive to Pepsi? Like, no. Did you have to drive over to Ontario? No. I think I had like I got like one thing. Whatever it was like, they came in twelve pack or whatever Pepsi. Uh-huh. I got there was a Jar Jar in there. Okay. It can happen. I don't my my as you know, my house was a Coca Cola house. Um, got Pepsi for that. I don't remember if I was in Minneapolis or Idaho when Episode One dropped. That was two thousand. Year was that? No, it was ninety nine. You were not here. Ninety nine. Yeah, then I was in Minneapolis. Yeah, yeah for sure. Ni- it was. I think it was pre millennium. I yeah. said it was like oh four. No, it's earlier. I think it's pre two thousand. Okay, I might be wrong. We're not talking about that movie. Luckily, <laughs> we are so. <laughs> that is not a horror movie. <laughs> 99. Yep. Unless you take the political lessons from it. Yeah. What does this movie do middle? Very, very little. Like, what does it do middle? Um, Some... Jack oh, has okay. something. Thank God. I do. I love... There is so much attention to detail in the world of this movie and the whole existence of the park, and a lot of that comes from the book. And in execution, it's not always perfect and i think mark some of the stuff you were mentioning earlier and what you're going to talk about does middle kind of fits into this category loosely i'm also talking about like the the cars on the tracks are a really cool thing but they show you all the way under those jeeps a lot of times and there is nothing connecting it's just, ma- it's just magnets just magnets whatsoever it's just, magnets. it's just a magnetic jeep apparently yeah, yeah. so like they're just, yeah they couldn't have, they couldn't have just jammed something between the two well, so they I'll, definitely could have i'm confused as to what makes this what the movie does middle as opposed to that's just a nitpick because well because there's a few of them, and I, I'm having trouble remembering them right now. And when, yeah. you, when one of you starts talking, I'll read my notes a sure. little more thoroughly. But uh, the the attention to the world that it built is lovely, and the lack of execution, like having the tracks and the jeeps always on top of the tracks, that adds something and is really cool. Yeah. But the fact that it's not always spot on in execution takes away from it somewhat. I actually think there's a door here to okay. say that world building is what this movie does wrong, and you're going wrong. you're going wrong with it. Is that a I just listened to the book take? No. Okay. I wrote all of these I wrote all of this Prior down before to listening to the book at all. Okay. Um I don't I'm know if I'm willing to go that. all that way. I was kinda on the fence on where I wanted it to land. But the way they made the movie, there it's it's an impossible place to put yourself in in a few different scenes. I think so Jack is pointing out a few points where they're a little lackadaisical where they're attention to detail but the thing that i still cannot wrap my head around we are in middle we're in middle sorry but whatever we're gonna get out of order here a little bit at in the t-rex paddock the t-rex busts through the fence yeah and then throws the car over the fence that car then falls like 200 feet yeah and it's only like 20 feet (laughs) yeah yeah Yeah, no you see it you you see yeah where it is there's no drop off there and if there were that big of a drop off there, you'd never be able to see. Well, the there T-Rex. wasn't a drop off over here, but then there was here, right? See, so the T Rex they knew. got thrown through the section that the T Rex broke through. Mm. It's like unless there's an extremely sheer cliff, and also all of that right part not in the book, right at the edge, right in the book. the 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 T Rex just throws the the fucking Toyota thing into the tree, so it's all it, it throws it upward into a tree, and then it falls down to ground level. Yeah, no, I I totally know what you're talking about. That part was jarring. Yeah. There's a couple of those scattered throughout, but I, I yeah. think that it's it's sacrifices of the world that they're willing to make 
to have these shots. Yeah, yeah. And honestly, it was an interesting exercise because I'd never read the book before, going through the book and hearing like where they changed stuff to make it fit into a two-hour runtime and also to make it more you know, visually appealing. As For any to- bingo players, you're allowed to mark it off because Jack has read the book, even though Mark's the one talking about it. I read a book once I'm every fucking two years. I'm just clarifying for the bingo players, okay? Jack's yes, read the book. We know that. We've all read the No, Jack, you haven't read the You've read the book. He said he read We've the all book. read the book. I've read every Michael Crichton. I liked the moment of panic, though. Wow. <laughs> you were allowed to... It's it. The bingo should be checked. I guess it's my... Just, it's been 15 years since I've read the I, book. It's been more than 15 years since I've read it, so... But yeah, I mean, yes. I guess my point is that I, I think that they were... They they knew that they had a blockbuster on their hands, and I think they probably could have used if I mean if we're making complaints about the movie, we probably could have gone through and touched up a few of the additional sure. things to make it a little bit more of an unbelievable world. Yep, that's not what I had in the what the movie does metal though. So and go. What do you have? Something? Yeah, I don't have anything worth mentioning. Uh, and this is this is probably at this point I wrote this down again before listening to the book. Uh, I Malcolm. I love Jeff Goldblum. The energy he okay. brings to the character is fantastic. It's a weird character. Malcolm <laughs> fucking sucks as I, a character. Yeah, he's a I, bad I, character. I have him as wrong. There's, I have him as wrong. Okay, so let's just combine all of these things. <laughs> okay. um, it's kind of hard to do a medium and a wrong, yeah, yeah, whatever. Yeah. Um, there's no explanation in the movie of why they would bring in... There, he has no point. A other chaotician. Than to be sexy. Other than he's, yeah. Other yeah. than he's pure sex. He has no point. Um... And even in the book, I feel like they don't really do much aside from the fact that they like randomly consulted a mathematician. Sure. I think my bigger nitpick here, now I'm in nitpicks, mm. I think my bigger problem with Thank the way you. Crichton wrote this is this is very clearly him shoehorning in a thing that was trendy at the time in order to have a character that could say, I told you so, and then promptly die because he dies in the book. Sorry, spoilers for the book. Oh my God. Arguments so, with his publishing house, Mark. So many more people died in the book. <laughs> Everyone dies in the book. <laughs> uh, oh, yeah. But also, I fucking hate the point he's making. Mm-hmm. Like, that's the thing. That's Chaos theory doesn't dictate any of this shit. <laughs> chaos reigns. Yeah, exactly. What's chaos interesting reigns. is there is a really good, solid, tight point to be made here of, like, corp- human corporate greed and hubris drove them to clone these dinosaurs and have the hubris to think I could stop them from replicating, but life finds a way and humans were wrong and life wins out and destroys human greed and they all win and die. And like, it's such, he makes it, and he takes a tight, pretty easy anti-capitalism point and, and messes blows it all, the fuck it all up up. for no reason. Yeah. <laughs> and he's no like, reason. no, 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 no. Chaos theory proves that dinosaurs will evolve super intelligence and the ability to change gender and learn how to operate all of our mechanical machinery so that they can specifically fuck us and migrate off the island and take over the planet once again. That's what chaos theory says definitively. Yeah. That's what a strange tracker is, guys. Fractals. It is how the early 90s worked, Mark. You can hack computer OSs with an Apple II. <laughs> I mean, that part might be true. I feel like security has evolved a lot. Also, Nedry <laughs> left everything open. <laughs> Nedry left everything open. Wayne Knight, man. Wayne, fucking Wayne Knight. Wayne Knight subtly might be the best cast character in this, except he's supposed he's to- so fucking good. I, now I'm curious how old he actually was when they shot this, because he's supposed to be a collegiate person. He's supposed to be like 24. <laughs> I think he was in his like he was in his there's, mid twenties in Seinfeld, in early Seinfeld. Yeah, there's no way he's that old. Yeah, God damn it. 
How old well, it's like right how uh, uh, fucking George Went was 29 in the first episode of Cheers, and that fucking blew my goddamn mind. I don't George like George Knight played George Went played uh, uh, Norm in Cheers. I don't like this conversation where we talk no, about he how was young significantly people were when they older. He was significantly older. Okay. Oh yeah, he was born in 1955. Yeah. So they okay, so okay, cool. So they upaged him a little. Yeah, bit. yeah. I was wrong. Yeah, a, a decent amount. A decent amount. Yeah. This movie's almost 30 years old. Think about that. Yeah. Damn, is Wayne Knight? Wow, Wayne 55. Knight's like 75. I can't. He was do born that in math. 55, so, so yeah, it's yes. got to be about there. 65. 66. That's off by 10 years. I can't do math in my head. Oh, yeah. That's been plainly evident yeah. throughout this entire episode. He is 66 years old. Cool. Cool. Good, Good cast. Good casting on him. Yeah, he was. He's he's definitively Dennis Nedry. Yes. I don't. I can't possibly think of another person who would have played that. God, game. oh, no. he's so good. What else does this movie do wrong? Other than world building and Ian Malcolm I mean, as a character. Yeah, his, I had his character because uh, he was fucking the, pointless. One thing that's hard for me on this viewing was how much of this movie is filmed when it's supposed to be at night through a like dark blue camera filter, camera gel. To make what, it look yeah. like it's night what when it very want? clearly isn't night. What do you want? That's the magic of cinema yeah. at, the, at the time. I, I just don't I want, know what I guess, to do. Like, I, I don't, don't know. Don't show me the sun as a white ball in some of the scenes. Did they show that? I don't remember You it. can see it in a couple of the scenes. I don't remember it. I to me, it. I just took it as like the, the paddocks with their tall fences have a lot of lighting at certain points, so it's gonna. It's the right way things. to take it. It just for me that that's what I, I'm. Look, I'm struggling to find things the movie does wrong. That's one that stood out to me. It's just like night just means a little bit darker and very very blue because that's how we film during the day. I mean, yeah, I I only had <laughs> I only had the one, so this movie doesn't do a lot of things wrong. No, I'm ready to move on to Nipsey Shock. So the only the only other thing that I'd really escalated up into does wrong was, and this is this is even more clear uh, now after having listened to the source material, but in order to adapt the book to be a movie, what they essentially did and they did a lot of things, but one of the one of the one of the things they did chiefly among all others was they basically just made everyone make much worse decisions. Oh, and definitely. That's, Kind of what makes it a horror movie, right? It's a hallmark of the genre. But there are so many fucking terrible decisions scattered throughout this thing that are not in the book that kind of cheapen the experience overall. And I mean, I know that I know that now, but even at the time, even watching the movie without having any other experiences, you're like, why are you climbing straight down the tree? There are branches to your right. Climb two feet to your right. You're safe. Yeah. Don't Instead climb like hoping, like hoping a branch doing catches this to the car. advance the movie, right? Yeah. Exactly, yeah. exactly. So there are a lot of writing contrivances that I do feel like they introduced uh, specifically to punch it up a little bit, but then in retrospect makes it way more cheap feeling. Was the can you remind me? This isn't exactly the same thing, but it did kind of grind my gears during this viewing. Was the light scene from within the vehicle that attracted the T Rex in the book? No, that was insane. Where she's like flipping the flashlight on, and like off. yeah, she like gr- she's like there's a T Rex, and then she grabs the flashlight and turns it on. She's like, I'm sorry, like she doesn't want to have it on, but it's like, why'd you grab the fucking so, thing? I actually, while we're talking about this, I will say what they did right <clears throat> was they switched the ages of the kids for the movie. Yeah, okay, and they made Lex not an insufferable, horrible person. 
<laughs> Accurate. Yeah. The eight-year-old Lex in the book is like one of the most annoying, annoying. characters yeah. I've ever experienced. Yeah, it's been a long time I remember her being annoying. But no, they were they were just chilling, and then I can't remember specifically what attract. I think the T Rex is just sort of attracted to them. He has the night vision goggles on, and I think she eventually turns the the flashlight on, but she's like immediately in the book and- or in the movie. It was just like. It, that whole scene, so that whole scene is told through Tim's perspective, so it's like way more chaotic. You don't get the third person, yeah, yeah, you don't yeah, get yeah, Grant yeah, yeah. looking yeah. at it from yeah. the other thing, yeah. so it's a little bit harder to tell what's going on. Yeah, okay. It was annoying. She sort of just disappears and winds up in a drainage pipe later. Mm-hmm. Yeah, as one does. Yeah, nothing Blow the else. Whistle. Blow the whistle. <laughs> All right, I got somewhere to start. I this is this is a special one. For me, because like, you know how when you watch a movie as a kid and you're like, huh, that doesn't make any sense. I bet I'll get that joke when I'm older. You know? Okay. I I know that a lot. This isn't specifically a joke, but like a thing at the time I was like, how did that gatekeeper, how did they bump the cage back? And then that guy fall in and then get eaten by the Velociraptor at the very, very beginning. I'm like, how does that work? Even as like a, however old I was when I saw this movie, I was like, how the Fuck, did that just happen? Mark, my literal first note is I don't understand anything about this gate mechanism. <laughs> <laughs> the guy's on top holding onto the gate. This tiny six foot I mean, velociraptors are very fearsome, but they're not powerful creatures. This gate, this this cage weighs, I don't know, five tons of steel. <laughs> he holds the gate up. The velociraptor Which like he shouldn't be able to hold it up. <laughs> headlong into a cement wall and somehow rockets this cage back far enough for the guy to then fall over the top of the gate, land, and then get sucked back in by the velociraptor. The gate mechanism doesn't make any sense at all. No, it doesn't. That whole opening The scene whole scene doesn't make any sense. Preposterous. You gotta set the tone though, you know. Well, and it seems right like they could have constructed that in just a better way overall. <laughs> right after that, they transition into Let's get Ian Malcolm. No, I don't want Ian Malcolm. He's too trendy. The fuck does that mean? Uh, this yeah, you know all those trendy chaos theory mathematician. I mean, Brian Greene is maybe too trendy if you're a deep math nerd, but he isn't. Who the hell's Brian Greene? I don't know. I'm not a he's deep a, math nerd. He's a he's a m- mathematician and physicist who like has written a whole shitload of books about how like about how to help regular people understand astrophysics and, and, and quantum theory and stuff like that. I don't know. But a lot I'm of a people say person, his work has know. become, has sacrificed actual thought for accessibility at this point. The only trendy mathematician I'm willing to admit that I know is three blue, one brown, and I don't know his name. Who is that? <laughs> oh, it's What's YouTube. That? Oh, three blue, one oh, brown YouTube on, on YouTube is fucking awesome. Uh, three blue, one brown? No one in the history of mankind has ever complained about a mathematician that's too trendy. That's what I'm saying. Okay, so and they go right from it's, the gate mechanism making no sense to, to Ian that. Malcolm being too trendy. It's, it's really weird, and I was thinking it about like, that. I was like, it, what did this do in the book? Like, what was his thing? Like, no, they why? describe him as like, the rock star in the book, too, and it's entirely because Crichton was super interested in chaos theory, and he was like, I want to make this seem as sexy as possible and make this like all-star mathematician like, kind of make sense. Yeah, he's like, but he's that's what it felt to me. It's sexy, a stupid narrative. Like there were a few scenes of like, it. we can't call Ian Malcolm in. That guy's too sexual. It's weird. No one will get any work done. I and want, the studio was like, you can't call him sexual. Call I him trendy want, instead. I want another <laughs> future ex, Mrs. Malcolm. Yeah. <laughs> like. What the fuck? Did, what kind of a human Dude, is this? Dude, he's a Lothario. Oh, yeah. He's in, a Romeo. In, in the book, Grant and... Um, what's her actual name that isn't just Laura Dern? <laughs> Laura Dern. 
Sattler. Lord Dern, I don't Ellie know. Ellie Sattler. She embodied um, the role. Are not together, but they are definitively together in this, as far as yes, I can tell. Yes, they are. Well, no. Because there's a lot of butt cupping in that opening scene. No, it's they're, they're actually verbally. Verbally spec- together. They're well. together. Um, so in the butt book. cupping aside. In the book, he hits <laughs> hey, on her, man, and that it's could like. Mean anything. And the book he hits on her, and it's like, okay, whatever. She's engaged, but he's like off in Texas, and she's not cool with it anyway. In in the movie, he's like, oh, you guys are together. I'm gonna hit on your wife in front of you, you motherfucker. That's a, that's a he, challenge. He hits yeah, on the wife in front of him, or his girlfriend. In front like of he's him. actively trying and to. And then he's this like, guy. he's like, wait, are you guys a thing? And he's like, yeah. And then he continues to hit yeah, on her. He continues to do it. It's so weird. It's like, oh, good. That's what I was hoping for. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's, that makes it so much better for me. Oh, what a fucking Hold psycho. up your hand. I'm going to put a drop of water on it. Hold up your hand flat like a hieroglyphic. What the fuck does that mean? I don't know. I I was like, earlier in the podcast, I was like, I have to mention this during the podcast. And I was like, whatever, I'm not going to. And now we're doing this again, so I'm probably going to. Actually, I'm not probably going to. I am. Yeah, Do it. it sounds like does Jeff Goldblum, doing it. Does Jeff Goldblum, is he this character, this role, without having the fly had happened? Like that that had yes, to have happened. Because this is Jeff Goldblum. Yeah. It's it's such a good casting for this character. Like Brundlefly was such a good casting. I think that that movie comes out, you see what he can do in a role that's like this in certain ways, and then this just takes it to the nth. Definitely. I, oh, I loved so, it. He's such a, it's weird, a stupid character. He's I such a weird it. presence in the world, yeah. too, because he's so sexual and he's attractive. He's a good looking guy, but he's not like classically handsome, yeah. you know, in that way. So yeah. it's, it's, I love it. And then oh, Independence so Day have, takes have, it to another level, like a, a little less oh, yeah. sexy, but like more uh, Jeff Goldblum. Mm-hmm. I have a question. Yes, sir. I don't think anyone thinks that Christian Bale did a bad job in American Psycho, but. Would that movie be better if Jeff Goldblum <laughs> played the American Ooh, Psycho? That's hard. No. I'm going to go with no. <laughs> okay. I'm going to go with no. I'd be interested to see it. I would see I'd be it. more interested in watching it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'll agree I'm pretty with that. confident about that. I'll agree with that. I don't think he would have done a better job. A better movie? I don't know. That thing. It'd be a different character. It'd probably be better. It would certainly it, be different. Yeah. <laughs> ah, fuck. No, it wouldn't be better. It's a it, different kind of crazy. It wouldn't be better. It wouldn't be better, but I would like it more. Bale does that exactly muted crazy yeah, yeah, yeah. really, yeah. really well. Yes, hundred percent. Goldblum does just the neurotic sexualism way different. I don't know. Yeah, that's where Goldblum that... does Goldblum really well. Yeah, Goldblum's Goldblum really good at playing Jeff Goldblum. <laughs> like, yeah, the the neurotic element though would play interestingly in that. I'm yeah. I'm gonna try to find the section of the the that Conan O'Brien podcast where the editor's talking about like what a hard time he had out editing out all of Jeff Goldblum's all sexual, of the purrs. like verbal tics. <laughs> mm. God. But what does hold your hand flat like a hieroglyphic mean? Nothing. Oh, like, you know, in the pictures. Yeah, it means that. You, You're talking about like the walk like an Egyptian, yeah, the walk like an style Egyptian walk bangles. like an Egyptian hieroglyphics? The yes. Bengals. Yes. That's not even, but he wants to do it flat no, laterally. She, he want, no, 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 no. They do this in the book too. He wants it Flat like that, so we can put the water droplet on the back of her hand. She, she exactly as she does it in the book or in the movie. Sorry, hold it like I, I keep saying, hold it like this. And I know the podcast. I agree, it's successful in the He's movie. Holding what his hand I'm telling flat, you like, is that if someone told me, I think I'm a relatively smart person. If someone told me, hold, hold your, your hand, hand flat like, like a hieroglyphic, hieroglyph? like like which hieroglyphic? <laughs> I'm pretty sure hands are depicted lots of ways in hieroglyphics. You're like, I'm pretty sure hieroglyphics are just pictures of birds and eyeballs. What, what do you want to write? 
Now, granted, I'm not 23 years old, but still, it's true. He kind of he kind of grabs her hand and he does it. help. I mean, he has to be touching. Oh yeah, yeah. Touching's important it's to establish important. a relationship. It's part. It's part of the Malcolm I'm trying system. To figure, uh, I was trying to figure out which part of the dentist system it would be. <laughs> no, this is a Malcolm system. <laughs> yeah, I want to know what that stands for. The C stands <laughs> for chaos. That part said does stand for chaos. Hey, speak. Uh, there's a lot chaos of things. Reigns. That, there's a lot of things that don't age particularly well in this movie. Mm-hmm. Um, probably chief among them might be at the very beginning after Grant has pretended to disembowel the child that doesn't make any sense as to why that kid's there in the first why place. is that kid on a dig site his parents are yeah, there let's start with that actually that's why the is first that, that one. was uh, that note so this kid his who seemingly there, is right? completely disinterested in dinosaurs is at a dig site in the badlands miles from anywhere his any, parents any civilization pretty cool pretty cool gig for a kid just to be there because your parents his well, parents except he's over it he doesn't fucking care oh, yeah that kid, that kid's a piece of shit mark <laughs> you wouldn't if you're a kid that's what makes you so cool as an adult you were around all this cool shit as a kid and you didn't care Hmm. Now carry that attitude through to adulthood. You have all these interesting experiences, and you still don't care. That's a cool adult. Mm. This is a weird take. That is a weird take. I respect. I'm it. a '90s kid. What do you want from me? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. We were raised by Gen Xers. You know, we were told not to care about anything. Showing any amount Caring of care made you a weak. Gen raised by Gen Xers, huh? I don't know. Boomers. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Uh, my parents are uh, Gen. Our par- my parents Gen are X boomers. boomers. My my dad technically falls into like the literal last year of boomerism, but he is not a boomer. My parents are Gen Xers, and your parents are quite younger than yes. Me. And your dad is younger than my parents. Yeah, my, dude, you're a boomer. You're a you're, you're the your parents boomer. are boomers. Mark's yeah. parents are definitely boomers. Yeah, yeah. You're making my parents seem old. They're not that old, but they're older. I know they're older. They're older than, than your parents. parents. And your parents my dad barely qualifies for boomerism, so I knew it wasn't that your parents are old, but when we were young kids, we weren't looking up to like our parents on MTV. We were looking at the Gen Xers on MTV, and they were teaching us what was cool, which was not caring about anything. And if you cared about anything, that made you lame, and you didn't want to be lame, so you didn't care. That about made anything. you square. Yeah, totally. You couldn't care about L seven weenie. Yeah, dude. It was the 90s. Okay, now, to get back to it. They're, so he scared the shit out of this kid that didn't need to be there in the first place. She's, they're walking up the sta- they're walking up back to the RV or whatever the fuck. <clears throat> and she says, you know, if you, wanted, if you wanted to scare that kid, you could have just pulled a gun on him. What a weird line. <laughs> it's a weird line. I don't know why you didn't just point a loaded gun at that child if you wanted to scare him. You want to talk shit? <laughs> <laughs> what is this? A big turkey? Oh, let me hold on, hold on, hold on. Pulls out a three fifty. What are you, some kind of Gen X piece of shit? <laughs> <laughs> kind of... Yeah, that you line does care? suck. That line I'll does suck. You do you feel? Care. Do you feel lucky, Punk? Yeah, yeah. Do you? <laughs> How you feel about dying? <laughs> you know this velo- because of chaos theory. Chaos theory teaches us that velociraptors will inevitably learn to shoot machine guns yeah. at you. Yeah. How does that make you feel? Idiot. Neat, neat pick. The clever girl <laughs> line reading is one of my favorite line readings clever in cinema girl. history. Oh, yeah. And I say it to my younger dog every single day. Bob Peck as Muldoon. Yeah. I don't, he was another one of the guys who I don't think he's been in very much else. Maybe he had an he, earlier career that I was well, super we unaware even of. We talk but, about this what the movie does right, but it's another thing the movie does right of like secondary villains, of like the human villains behind the dinosaur villains. Very he's not even really good. a villain. He's though. the hero. He yeah. was the one that everyone he was, fell in love with. He was, and somehow it's the only role that I'm he aware He was a of badass, him. dude. He, he also was like totally willing to help. He was just a fucking badass. 
I think this is a jackism, but you could tell me that guy is in 12 Angry Men and I wouldn't doubt you for one second. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But as far as I'm aware, he might he might have been on sort of the tail end of his career, but I don't think that guy was a I don't think Bob Peck is a particularly well-known person outside of this one spectacular role that catapulted him wow. into everyone's favorite character in the biggest movie and, of the year. And Clever Girls, the best line. Oh. That whole scene is amazing. It's a great horror scene, also, while we're talking about it. What? He apparently had a fairly long stage career. Oh, that makes sense. He seems like a stage career kind of guy. Yeah. There you go. When Sattler, or Laura Dern, is looking at the the sick dinosaur, she says the pupils are dilated, and she holds yeah. it. She's like, watch. The pu-. She holds the light up to it, and the guy says, I'll be damned. Nothing about the pupil changes whatsoever. <laughs> exactly. They were already dilated. <laughs> and they didn't shrink. Exactly, guys. Exactly. Yeah. She signs the light into the eyeball, and it doesn't change. That's what makes them dilated. Yeah. But they're not all the way dilated. They're pretty small in the in they're, the iris. I don't think they're that small. I don't know. Well, uh, okay. Again, I've said this a hundred times now. But as I said, I read a book like every fucking. Oh two my years. god! So don't. In the book specifically, what happened? The, the pupils already dilated. And then she signs. She shines the light in the eyes, Still dilated. and they don't change. So it's they that stay dilated, not- and that's where she says, "Look, they stay dilated." Yeah. And that's what they do that here. That does not translate to screen. It doesn't. Well. It doesn't show well because you can't really see where the where the pupil is to well, begin they, with. But it doesn't change to your point. So what they're doing yeah. is they're showing it not contract, and then she's saying, "Yeah, yeah that works better in a in a written medium well, than it does it, in a visual." I don't medium. know, man. By it the way, for me do something and nothing changes. I don't. It, it works for me because if you shine a fucking light in directly in the eye and nothing changes, I'll accept that. Like, it's pretty. Well, it worked for like, me because Laura Dern said it was happening, and I'll do well, anything yeah, she I'll says. follow her off a cliff. Obviously, obviously yeah. she's right. Yeah. By the way, they actually resolved that shit in the book. They just cut out the second half of that whole storyline. You're really getting into the book references. I, I appreciate book every two yeah, years. Hey, it's, <laughs> it's Mark read more books. It makes me feel better about when about Jack talks about how he's read the book. It's like one or two mentions. This yeah, is Jack, literally every time you open it. I do appreciate. I do appreciate how not insufferable you are. Because this is getting because be I lot. can't. I know. I'm sorry. I'll, I'll put a moratorium on it. No more book talk from Mark. Nitpick for from at my least side. another 45. I want to seconds. go back to the ride that they're on. Ride air quotes. Right. Mm-hmm. They're the level I know. The one Jack, at the beginning or the I, magnetic tracks? The, yeah. Which one are we talking about? The one at the beginning. Okay. When they're in the okay. the the, the exposition ride. The exposition yeah. ride. I know that <laughs> I know that you said that it was delightful or whatever word you used. The one where they're just like, it look worked. at BD Wong. And I don't disagree. The one with the clippy, but he was a, 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 yeah, a mosquito helix. or whatever. He wasn't was a mosquito. He was a, he was a helix. A he, double he, helix. he was DNA. He was DNA. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Right, right. I've already forgotten. It's been a long time. It was endearing. I was looking for the word. It was endearing, but yes, I had a problem with how like they waited on every word that this made for seven-year-old Helix talked about. These are like intelligent adults that work in the field and are there for a reason. Like they're like, oh shit, you I, you got there. Now I get it. It's a little Here, too much. Here's how I here's how I view that, Jake. Okay, I, I need it. I I, I, <laughs> I have really been do. to a couple of I've been to a lot of conferences that really really suck, right? That are super boring. Who has? But every now and again, yeah, I mean, you'll go to a conference where like the first thing has like some probably super corny 
but like really <laughs> earnest, like crazy video while they're bringing you food and drinks. And it's just like so fun to be a part of all the hoopla, even though you're part like cynically thinking like this conference is going to suck. This is all that shit. And if I like right. got called away to a legal matter and the conference started with a ride with all this production value, Jack. you could not be charmed by that. But despite Jack, how cynical you are. But it, it wasn't just being charmed by the fact they were there. Like they weren't like, I'm charmed by the fact I'm here. They're like, Oh, so you you took the DNA out of the mosquito in the amber and then you put it in <laughs> something. Oh, I get it now. Like it, they they would have known what was coming. Yeah, fair enough. Or at least should have been serving them more drinks as a company. There most should have been any that, number of drinks. That. Oh, they should have yeah. been sloshed. That would have made the first yeah. part way better. It would have made the whole film better. on like some Jurassic Park themed cocktail, right? Some Velociraptor red blood. Blood yeah, margarita be, be thing. This whole Disneyification. <laughs> Strawberry of it. blood orange margarita, probably. Totally. That'd be the sort of situation you had. You drink Some it out sangria? of like a dinosaur egg looking thing. Yep, yeah. Exactly. It'd be that. Yeah. Big, sang- sangria with like amber f- ice cubes floating. Yeah. Big That's straw that looks too. like a, yep, a yep, tree yep, trunk. Yep. Ooh, jungle juice. Yep. Get basically. them fucking lit up on jungle juice. <laughs> Here's a bunch of Everclear. <laughs> <laughs> and some Kool-Aid powder. <laughs> and some West Indian lilac oh or whatever the fuck she finds. Now that's God. the movie I want to watch. A yeah. fucked up, a drunk-ass Jeff Goldblum slurring his way around the <laughs> to screen. To be honest with you, I don't know that it'd be that much different than the performance he gave. <laughs> no, it'd just that's be slurring actually more, and that would be wonderful. It yeah, might make true. Sam Neill's performance more interesting. That would be weird. Not saying his performance was that. I actually like Sam Neill in this, but it'd be fun. I like Sam Neill Get that guy things. loaded. Yeah. Yeah. It would have made it more like Jaws. Well, yes. <laughs> Factual well, correct. Yeah, because one of the actors in Jaws was never not hammered. Yeah. I mean, and that played <laughs> exceedingly well. Okay, so I have a few more nitpicks with the second ride that they go on. Okay. We see that they're on tracks. We see from the photos of the park, or not really the photos, but like the map of the park, that it's one big loop. And yet we also see... That when they turn around, they somehow come back by the Jurassic patch, facing the other direction, which leads me to believe that there's now a way for them to turn around somehow and switch tracks. The other piece of this is there are bathrooms off to the side of the of the Tyrannosaur paddock, but they've also said that it's a bug that you can get out of the cars. So what the fuck are those <laughs> bathrooms there Mark, for? I'll tell you. It's because none of them are on tracks. They're all just Jeeps that you can start and stop with the gas and brake and get out of and stop at any time because it's not connected in any way to the track below. (laughs) Do you remember the fucking cars in Boulder that were just the Jurassic Park cars? Yeah. They would like roll up to parties. There were like and three shit. of them. Yeah. yeah. We actually, we actually, on on our way back into Boise, we saw one out in Meridian or Nampa or wherever we were. There was a whole world of like, like, Proto influencers, right? Like, pre- I don't know what the fuck it was. I remember uh, just viral was... marketing. There was, there was, you could, I'm pretty sure you could win one by collecting all the Coke cans or something. This is like so post that though. Like, this is during college. Like, I don't know how one of those. Oh, post that. Uh, yeah, this and is and during this one, like, college. Had, like, like, this was like they were somehow. I they weren't. I don't remember ever seeing any like the 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 shot girls get out of those cars but it was involved in that they were they were hyping stuff up they were like proto influence this is like the roll bar jeep that had like the tan coloring it wasn't the on rails one um, yeah 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 but like that i i remember specifically like there was one party that we had at like the house that i lived in 
that was close to campus, the big house, Jack. Uh, and like, okay. all of a sudden, that car was like Thanks just in our front point. lawn. I was like, what the fuck is happening? Like, why are you here? And I don't even, I never, I never found out whose car it was. That I did not I, find that person. Like, because part of those what? people's jobs is like to find the cool where the cool parties are and happening, and they showed up for one and found out no, this I don't is know one why of the cool parties. We're yeah, just a bunch of here, sexy cool partiers. They left, they left, Everyone they left, here is just consuming distressing amounts of beer, and I'm saying that in Boulder and screaming about beer pong. I don't like it here. Let's go somewhere else. <laughs> <laughs> That's probably which is what accurate. most of the women who came to any party Jake and I were at said. Accurate rendition of what happened. <laughs> we should leave. It's unsafe here. No, 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 no. Come on. It was unsafe. It's only unsafe if you were a piece of plywood and didn't want to get karate chopped out of anger. Or drywall. A beer pong shot. Or drywall. Yeah. yeah. Sometimes yeah. drywall. Different, Any type of construction material. Different times. <laughs> oh, man. If you were construction material, you were going to get... Uh, oh, a piece of OSB had no fucking chance. But the thing was, like, there was destruction and construction, so it was like, it was like evolution. A circle. It was, creation. Of, it was a circle of life. Do we so have any speak. other nitpicks? No. I'm uh, very confused how Sattler got back after she turned the, uh, she did the pump and she turned all the fences back on because that jungle is infested with raptors. Yeah. yeah. She, she, well, they were she all being clever the thing girls in the bunker, doing other and then we have after after clever girl and she's waltz back. Yeah, she's just yeah, hashtag exactly. girl power. They were feeding girl dude. power. Oh, you're saying velociraptors won't hunt her because girl power? Well, they were girls. They were girls? Girls don't hunt girls? Girl power. Okay. Yes, the 90s. All velociraptors are women. We know that because they made them all women. Everything was women. (laughs) Everything's women. Yeah. Uh, (laughs) God creates man. The the cut to the gift shop about two-thirds of the way into the movie with the kids at the gift shop is so fucking corny. But it's it's kind of delightful. What scene but is it's this? so fucking corny with the kids running through the gift shop, like seeing talking about how great dinosaurs are. It's a lot of fan service and it's very corny. Doesn't matter. I truly short. don't remember the scene. They're se- I, I do think it's funny that they're setting up like how fucking great would it be if this thing existed? Because then we could merchandise all this. And then in real life, they were just like, but we're gonna merchandise. But that's all this absolutely. Shit. We've already <laughs> merchandised it. They Look at all man. these things that you can get from the movie. Uh, yeah. The speed. Did you guys? Very how many? End. How many Jurassic Park toys did you guys have as a kid? None. What? I didn't. I had some Mark? Legos. I had Legos. Well, I had okay. Legos. I definitely I had at least had one of the action Jurassic figures that you could like take a chunk out of. There was like there were there were like there were like dinos that you could that had like breakaway sections. So if you uh, got like a carnivore, you could like pop it on there and then pry it off. You could see their ribs and shit. It was uh, cool. okay. I, that rings Definitely a bell. I never had one. That rings a bell. I had Legos. I think there might be like one in this closet over here. <laughs> I think I had Jurassic Park Legos, but that was it. We all, I also never really had name brand action figures. I had GoBots. Uh, oh, I mean, I didn't and... either, but this was definitely one. I love dinosaurs enough that, I don't know. I screamed until <laughs> until my parents. I had gave plenty in. of dinosaurs, but I never I, like I didn't have Transformers. I had like just dinosaurs, like just you know plastic rubber dinosaur models. Just never I had a any... pretty sweet ankylosaur. But I feel like Ooh. if you got any dinosaurs after 1993, you actually like had to go out of your way to get non Jurassic Park themed ones. Actually, it was a crime to not go down to the SEC and report them as Jurassic Park dinosaurs. Whatever dinosaur <laughs> you had after the movie came out, you as a kid had to take it down there and report yourself. It was, yeah. And every time you did, the guy would take off his sunglasses and he would go, my God, 
<laughs> what have they done? <laughs> My God. Yeah, we don't get fooled again. How do we feel about the name Jurassic Park? Good. Pretty good. Very good. Good? Yeah. It's the best name. I mean, the best <laughs> dinosaur Paleolithic Park? The what the hell would you era? call it? You could call it anything. I like it but... more than Cretaceous or Triassic. <laughs> D- dinosaur it's, it's... Park. <laughs> yeah. No, it's a very good it's name. It's better than the en- any of the other main dinosaur times parks. I I think the speech at the end of this movie, right? The speech where they, they, not at the very end, but where they figure it all out, right? Where they're cowering and hiding and they they figure out exactly what happened and how the frogs allowed the dinosaurs to continue to reproduce even though they weren't supposed to be able to, et cetera, et cetera. That was the transition that the the law and orders of the world needed to exist from the 80s world to the 90s and 2000s world right that speech inspired like monk and all of house and that was the that was like the governing pathos for the entirety of monk and house great that inspired monk law and order and all that shit do you think and the connective tissue here is bd wong is that what you're saying like he brought that into the in this well i mean probably i wasn't (laughs) saying he did it but i like it like the Um, like the writers were struggling with one scene he was like well you know what we did back in Jurassic Park? <laughs> but, yeah, because like early, like Columbo, like early crime procedurals have like a wrap up, but the wrap up isn't, doesn't demand that all points together be tied up neatly in a nice little bow and solve the day. It's kind of just like, I figured it out. Here's how I'm charming and fuck off. But then after this, like it feels like all the crime procedurals absolutely had to tie everything up pretty precisely, pretty nicely, and it became more of a like, I hope you were paying attention because we dropped some hints. Wink. Every every episode of House is that four minute scene from this sh- movie. Okay, and wait, and and that is definitively what B D Wong did. That's his contribution to nineties <laughs> and two thousands television. <laughs> according to Jack. According to Jack specifically. Yep. Me. That's my point. Okay. I like this. <laughs> the BD Wong contingency. I do love BD Wong. <laughs> he is very charming. And I'm glad they didn't kill him in this movie. Yeah. He just sort of disappeared. I don't remember. If Along with all of the other employees. I'm sure of the he, I know he comes back in this new one. I saw a lot of headlines about it that Google News thought was important for me to see. Yeah, he so came, he he came back in four. In Jurassic World. Four. Don't call that four. Why not? I don't it's not know. Like, because I'm sullying the good name of The three? sanctity of Jurassic Park <laughs> yeah, <don't>. 3. <laughs> do not. <laughs> Simply do not. I don't know. Should we go to ratings? Oh, yes, God. please. Tired. Oh, God. I have a structured settlement and I need cash now. Call J.G. Wentworth. 877-CASH-NOW. We over at Easy Horror use a 1 through 10 rating system to rate the movies we watch. For one, think about Jimmy Dugan, who would rate crying in baseball. Are you crying? There's no crying. There's no crying in baseball. And for 10, think about Jeffrey Harhar Wood, who would rate the button he found. Oh my goodness. What a spanking button. Story is the first category in which we rate these movies. Mark, this was your pick. Rate the thing for a story. Seven and a half. Uh, I was actually sort of disappointed this time around with uh, how many plot holes the movie has. And I think that gets magnified a little bit when you kind of compare and contrast and see what they added and subtracted. I will say this, aside from the bits that we've spoiled in this episode, if you haven't read the book, it's pretty different. 
from how the movie unfurls. So and also very is that good. the last time? <laughs> it has to be, right? I'm not saying definitively yes or no. Because <laughs> it might come back up organically. But I, I do think it's interesting when you when you compare a movie to the source material to to see how the screenwriters adapted it. Because obviously, I mean, that book is a fucking long book. You said it already. If you were to turn that into a into a movie, it'd be, you know, what they did with Harry Potter seven, and even then they yeah. cut out. Yeah, yeah, a lot, a lot. It'd right. be like what they did with The Hobbit, where they turned one very <laughs> short book into three two hour long. <laughs> no, movies. it would be the exact opposite of that. <laughs> That, and even then, the, oh God, the Hobbit was a fucking crime. Oh yeah, the humanity. exact opposite. Yeah. yeah and yeah. even then, there's I think there's a reverse criticism. Benjamin Button yeah, situation. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I think there's criticism to be levied against the book for being overly long because they do a lot of extra shit that they absolutely do not need to do. God, the Hobbit movies are so bad. So my point here is, good adaptation, not great. They probably deleted some stuff that they probably should have kept, and they probably, at least from the purely from the viewing experience, I wrote all these down before I did the listening experience so this is where i landed i think that it actually comes across as a relatively sloppy storytelling experience you went seven you're saying you went seven and a half before you listened before i listened to it before i knew anything about the book aside from that this was the movie was based on yeah yeah i they they get a little sloppy with their storytelling and it shows with a lot of plot holes that okay but overall i mean it's still a great story yeah jake what about you so (laughs) it's obviously been a long time since i read the book jack so I can't do any of that. The hardest, th- the hardest thing for me with all of this was, and we experience this sometimes, rating this as a horror movie versus rating this as a movie. And yeah, I think yeah. that like we've we've touched on this. Like this, I think it does qualify. The story makes it the horror movie, though. This is a horror movie story. Mm. You fuck with nature, especially because how few people you. get mm. out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think a lot of people get out in the movie. Don't talk to me about the book. That's I'm just prefacing all of my ratings with that, right? Yeah. Like everything fine. here was like a little bit tinged by the fact you that gotta like, knock it two points. I, this would be a higher rating overall if I were rating this as a film than as a horror movie. That said, I gave story an eight. I th- I do think this is a really strong story. It's super fucking interesting. Like this is just an enticing and interesting concept. Crichton has a way of doing that. I guess Full that stop. is that is sort of interesting. If we were to if we were to take this screenplay and rewrite it with the specific goal of making it a horror movie outright and not trying to skirt having it called a horror movie. Yeah. How we would do that and how uh, we would it's change pretty the easy. story. You I, remove the kids, you remove the one. No, I don't remove the kids. Remove the kids. kids. <laughs> I kill at least one kid and it's going to be dark. Yeah, but you, you remove m- their you arcs. You kill one kid and you make the other kid watch. Yeah, yeah but you make their arcs. <laughs> you remove their arcs. Like yeah, they're, they're yeah. just there. I, there's le- I, it's just it's less of the wonder or more of the foreboding. Like it's yeah. the same thing you it's could do with the mystery off. of the sea and jaws, but there wasn't as much like mystery and wonder of the sea. It was just like this shit's eating children cuz it's a horror movie and we're going to have to go and kill it and it's going to be scary. Well, yeah, Jaws also started I, it's the perfect with, comparison. Like with blood in the with literal blood in the water instead of a guy getting killed off screen by a nonsensical gate mechanism. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I think the, it's the most com- comparable film. Yeah, it is. Definitely. So, what did you give it? You gave I gave it an eight, eight for story. <clears throat> yeah, I gave it a seven for story. It, it's it's a very good story, yeah. like Mark said. It doesn't. It 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 is a little bit messy Wagons, in points, circles. but I also yeah, I, it's I think strong. It, 
It's true. It gets a lot of props for an adaptation of a very, very long book. And I wish more filmmakers would take notes from this movie about how <laughs> to adapt a book story to a relatively short movie. Mark, how about world building and immersion? What's your world building and immersion score? Eight and a half. I mean, that's, I think, where this movie shines most. Well, I mean, we're going to get to effects later, but I don't think those two uh, categories, I feel like they're kind of on different tracks. Anyways. This is a very immersive movie to watch. It f- suffers a little bit in some of the stilted interactions between characters every once in a while. And as we talked about, some of the actual physical world building is a problem here. But whatever. Overall, this is a fucking immersive movie. It has one of the best scores. It has one of the best sound designs. It has incredible special effects that pull you in. It also just ha- encapsulates that childhood wonder you have every time you learned about a new dinosaur it is interesting. I would love to compare the experience that like we had where all of us were experiencing dinosaur. There's, there, there's a line from somewhere in there. That's like all 10 year old boys learn about dinosaurs, right? Like we were right in that age when this movie came out. And I don't yep. know which came first of those two, the chicken or the, well, egg. we were, were five we, when the movie came out, but still, were we fascinated? Every time. Were we fascinated with this? with dinosaurs because of the movie or would we have been fascinated with dinosaurs anyway? And I'm pretty sure we would have been fascinated anyway. Cause that's yeah. been something that's been captivating 100%. youths for decades. Totally. So yeah. it would have happened anyway. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. We just happened to be at a, a very good time for it. And if you make a movie about something that is intrinsically captivating for basically all children, yeah, it's going to be an immersive experience. Yeah. Especially if you're the first one to do it, and you do it with a $63 million budget. What'd you give it? I gave it an eight and a half. Jake? Yeah, I mean, same score. I I don't have much to add. This podcast is very long. I, this is, <laughs> Sorry, this is an incredibly immersive topic. Like, No one isn't interested in dinosaurs at some point in their life, especially when you're a kid and has landed then. I try not to get like too look i try not to look too far backwards when i'm doing these ratings but it's it's really hard with this one i think like, i'm gonna get my daughter some dinosaurs yeah hell Definitely. yeah yeah dinosaurs and dump trucks every oh, she every has some dump fascinated trucks. she hell loves yeah. cars i yeah all trucks and cars and construction equipment yeah i like that i find that like all kids like dump trucks Dump trucks rule all kids. Wasn't it like one episode ago where you were trying to figure out what a dump truck was? And then we spent a lot of time on this recent trip with like pretty much all of our friends from our MBA program have kids now. And every single fucking kid that we saw had a dump truck. Mm-hmm. It was like, wow. Yeah. One my of my trips to Vegas with my gambling yeah. friends ended with a uh, uh, rental. Gambling of the, You friends. could go to like big yards where you play with construction equipment and all any of us wanted to do, like none of us wanted to use the backhoe. All any of us wanted to do was use the dump truck and dump a bunch of shit out. Backhoes it's, are cool too, though. Backhoes are cool. Fine. Backhoes are fine. Mike Mulligan's steam engine's pretty cool, but the dump truck's a lot better. Ooh. Fuck you, man. Backhoes are cool. Jack, what'd you give it for immersion? I gave it a nine. Room? <clears throat> Look, I I think they the build page. a hell of a world. I yeah, I'm not that much higher, but like I kind of disagree with you, Mark, about Way what you said high. about the world isn't totally. It, I I think that this world is kind of incredible. Uh, isolated to the island, I understand it's not as good as in the book, but like it it's pretty pretty great and visually it's all cohesive. It works very well. I don't have much else to add. Let's go to scare factor, Mark. I mean, I gave it a three and a half. It's not the scariest movie ever. 
but I do definitively think it is a horror movie. And even watching it to this day, there are those moments of pure intensity and foreboding that are just expertly captured by the entire filmmaking crew, probably chief among them being Steven Spielberg, knowing exactly what he's doing when he's showing the Tyrannosaurus footprint with the ripples of water in it, or the or the Velociraptor charging at the reflection of the kids as they're trying to close the dumb waiter in the kitchen. Not a dumb waiter, but whatever that cabinet thing is. Or the the fight sequence when they're up in the catwalks and and the Velociraptor is like jumping up at its head is hitting the the vents as they're rolling by like there's a lot of individual scenes in this that if you were to take them and replace them with like basically any other monster if it was a xenomorph 100 this would be this would be a fucking 10 times scarier movie for whatever fucking reason (laughs) but because they injected it with so much whimsy you also just have like that that same reaction of like oh that's scary but also like ooh, look at it um yeah i mean there's like the element of like Dinosaurs are real animals too. Yeah, thing that right. happens, right? right. Well, we tough. never even talked about the T Rex changing sides and killing all the Velociraptors at the end, right? It's all wonderful. It's so yeah. good, right? Yeah, so, what's your yeah. score? Three and a half. But if you watch it as a six-year-old, it's gonna be a ten. <laughs> yeah, I gave it. I yeah, I gave it a two and a half. So basically the same thing Mark said, but slightly lower score. I gave it a three. I have nothing to add. Let's go on to effects or judicial like thereof, Mark. Yeah, I mean it's gonna be high for me, dog. I gave it a ten. I this. I understanding that I think it's probably tenuous that this fits into the horror realm writ large. I think it definitively is a horror movie, but if you push that note on people, they're going to push back and say, yeah, that's not a horror movie, whatever. But I still think that within the realm of horror movies, this should get a 10. This is one of the best looking movies ever made. It is a showcase of, as Jack said it earlier, every type of possible like it has animatronics it has stop motion it has cg it has puppets it has actors it has sound design they do everything i mean the 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 dinosaur calls that they constructed from layering over multiple different animal sounds uh, and playing that at maximum volume over a theatrical sound system is forever burned into every child's memory that was born between probably 1984 and I mean, if we're being realistic, 2000, because this thing came out in theaters like every six years anyway. <laughs> um, it's one of the best looking movies of all time. And it came out 30 years ago. So, yep. And it, and it continues to be that. I don't, I don't even think we're really like adjusting for like we talk about how good movies look when they were in the 1960s. But we're adjusting a little bit for time. I still think that if this came out today, people would still say, wow, that looks really good. Yes. Because using CG to blend like animatronics looks very different than just an entirely CG world, despite how good CG looks now. It just looks different and better. And yes, Jake. Uh, I mean, it's Den. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Then he's he's just all again. Let's close the loop here. I gave it a 10. Yeah. Cool. Sweet. That's the that is that's a first. The first time we've ever all three given us a triple 10. Yeah. Hmm. I I mean, mean, the movie makes sense for it to happen on so yeah why not yeah let's continue into overall mark six and a half is a horror movie um also all-timer movie overall this is one so of my what are fav- you actually giving it are you saying six and a half in horror as a horror movie but you're yeah, don't it just give else? it a, we've we've reviewed it on the podcast don't give it a rating as a horror movie we're reviewing it here i'm very confused are you giving it a six and a half 
I'm giving this six and a half within our rating system. Okay. Okay. Yes. As as far as recommendability of a horror movie, yes. someone comes up to you and says, "Hey, I want a monster horror movie." Yeah. I am six not and a half likely there. to You're say, "Watch Jurassic Park." You're not going there. Yeah. It's not that I'm not going. Six and a half is a good score. You're going to other things first. Yeah. If you want to, if you want a monster movie, I'm definitely going to point you toward like Sweetheart before this, but or the Tojo Godzillas, <clears throat> or yeah, or or uh, Shin Godzilla, right? That movie came out a couple years ago too, and that was fucking awesome. A couple years ago too, like Jurassic Park. No, like Sweetheart. Sweetheart came uh, out in 2018 or whatever. Um, is Sweetheart dinosaurs ish? Is that uh, why you keep going there? It's kind of a well, it maybe. Okay, you haven't seen they're it. Kaiju, you should watch Sweetheart. Sweetheart's they're, fucking They're kaiju ish. Cool. Okay. Um, but I mean, I guess that's my point is like, if you want true, like a true legitimate, uh, horror recommendation to someone who's not just going to like, you know, bat their eye at you and call you a weirdo, um, then you have other options there. But I do think yeah. there's, there is a thing you could do there where it's just like, you know what? Have you gone back and watched Jurassic Park in a while? Cause that might suit your fancy real nice. Yeah. So some, I, I think it, I think it, I don't think there are that many that have come out recent well I, I don't think there are that many that have come out in total that would be above this on like the monster rating uh but there are certainly a few that i would slot above that definitively in horror monster movies that are noteworthy above jurassic park yeah okay but if you Jake, haven't seen jurassic park and you I mean, gave it a six and a half which is your tilt down yes it's a yeah. slight tilt down because of the slight i feel like it's kind of a lot mine felt like a lot i gave it a six i mean i did the same thing as you and i felt like that's where that disclaimer of like as a film film like if i'm just like how how good is this film like it is higher but we are trying to do this within the horror spectrum here again i've said it before the comp is is for jurassic park is jaws also a spielberg movie it's kind of notable that like i feel like he directed these two different monster movies and he did one in much more in my opinion of a horror fashion and this one more of like wonder and adventure and action and both are fucking all-time bangers and i would say both fit within the genre i will welcome them with open arms but this one just doesn't quite have as much going on from the horror spectrum or from the horror category so whatever it's a good movie yeah it's interesting this has happened to us before where you guys are tilting it down for you know whether or not it fits into the horror genre but i've given that we've reviewed it on our horror podcast as a horror movie, I'm not doing that. I'm giving it a nine. We're Fuck reviewing yeah. it on the podcast. This Love is this. an unbelievably good movie. I agree with you. It is certainly belongs in the genre, and it's just wonderful. I'm happy someone did. I mean, I think it's a cool yeah. flex for you for someone to be like, hey, do you have a like a like a creature feature I could watch? And you could be like, you know what? When was the last time you watched Jurassic check, Park? Check yeah. out Jack. Go watch it's Jurassic got Park. All, it's got all the elements of a creature feature. And you know what? Sit down and think of it as a horror movie and tell me what you think. That's a cool, that's like a <laughs> yeah. cool way to approach 100%. it. 100%. I think it changes the viewing experience just a little bit when you're watching for the horror elements of it. Yeah. Definitely. So who are we recommending this to? Everyone? Yeah, cool. Yes, Let's everyone get everyone in the whole world. <laughs> if you Fuck haven't off seen, if you haven't if seen If somehow Park. you haven't seen this movie and you've only whatever seen the Chris Pratt versions because oh, he's god. so irritatingly charming. Oh god. Go he's watch this irritatingly one. charming. Yeah. Chris Pratt it just is charming. I don't care. Everyone watch it. We're leaving. This has been episode 259 of the A to Z Horrorcast. If you're still here hanging out with us and you like what we're doing, uh you might want to consider 
joining up on Patreon. As Jack mentioned at the top of the episode, all of our Patreon proceeds are going to be going to Planned Parenthood, as they have been for just a little bit now. Somewhere better than our dumbasses is the most important piece of that. The link's down there in the description below, along with links to our website, our social media, the music that's coming at you right now, which is from Super Bear. That's all down there, and you can see it. I'm not going to blabber that point. Next week is the last movie in our current crop. It is a me pick. It is Scanners. We're going to have some fun with that. And then we're going to do another draft. And I believe this is one where we're inviting picks. Is that right? Yeah. All of our $10 yeah, patrons. Lament configure level of If you are patrons. a $10 patron and you have not given us a pick, this is one of your last calls. To do You're, so. Well, hold on, hold on. They're going to hear this. <laughs> it's, not, it's not question marksless call. You already missed out. So <laughs> you done sorry. Up. But I've, remember I mean, that that's one of the on Patreon. Yeah, so. remember that's one of the benefits you have. And if that's something that sounds cool to you, and you're not a ten dollar patron, that's also you if, us, you, if you are at that level, just like send us a fucking yeah, just, message. We, It'll we be actually, fine. Yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll just squeeze add it. it in. We'll just it's fucking fine. add it. It's fine. But you got to be a ten dollar member. So consider doing it if you haven't. It's going to Planned Parenthood. It's all good. Until next week, get your buddies, grab some beers, and go watch some horror movies. Maybe Scanners because we're gonna do that in a week. Okay, bye. It's not their most popular. It's not in their top five. Are you a deep cut Bombadil guy? What's wrong with you? <laughs> <laughs>